Woody and Frothy's is on the road eventually. Two or three SD cards, a trip to Woolies, two trips to Woolies, and a schnitzel dinner later. We are live from our hotel barnyard, ready to go for another week. We've enjoyed the hospitality of the good man Barney. How are you, mate? Back where it all began, mate. Yeah. Very first started, episode here. Started here out the back, and uh, we're back under the heater in the garage, some beers, uh, and I'm going to give away the first salute of the round. It's got to go to Barney's Potato. Oh, no, stop doing that. It's going to go to Barney's Potato Bake. Oh, yeah. That's the best potato bake in town. Oh, no, no, we'll stack that potato bake against any bake you want to come at with your bake goodness. Uh, but that's my salute for the round, Barney. Good job, mate. Thank How you. are you? Very well? Yeah, absolutely flying, mate. Yeah, how good is it? Woody's <laughs> good. Life's good. And, um, yeah, Brisbane, just absolute shit show up there, and that just makes me happy. Uh, it's good to be good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as usual, our man Trev's joining us. Trev, what's going on, buddy? Uh, not much, champion. How are you? Yeah, well, well, yeah, that's working good. away. Getting through it. Um, good day for the Chelsea Tips boys at uh, Sandown today and yeah, no. uh, and was on Warwick Farm. Be uh, my best of the day right at $12 and Beaver got one at 5 bucks and uh, we got the Sandown Quaddy. So a productive day for those listening to the Beer Garden Empire, listening to the Racing Tips. If you've played along at home, hopefully you've got a bit more coin in your pocket. Producer Mariah's shaking her head at me. No cash? Okay. Okay. And uh, our thoughts with Damo, who couldn't make it this week. He's had a rough week. Um, unfortunately, uh, had a bit of an incident after last week's episode, and um, we wish him well. Hopefully he's back next week. But filling in is uh, Ollie from uh, Rugby League, in my opinion, and uh, everything Rugby League. How are you, bud? Uh, good. Uh, a bit nervous because I've got huge shoes to fill this week, so yeah. hopefully I'm a, I'm a decent replacement for Damo, but um, yeah, hopefully it's temporary. Apart from being size 13s, then there's not much else to fill, but um, <laughs> but that's all right. Uh, good to have you on board. You had your first Club Trev experience last night. How was that? It was awesome. It was pretty much – you really couldn't tell when we were recording and when we weren't because it, it was just good, great pub talk. Um, got to meet the infamous other Trev. The other Trev. So, that's right, mate. And he, he's – You know, there's people listening to this at – you're the first Trev they've met. He's the other Trev. Yeah. Well, I know. There's another Trev out there. Club Trev. Come yeah. on. I, I know you're the other Trev officially. <laughs> but I'm the good Trev. In I, some worlds, you're the good Trev. Well, know, I, I've right. known this Trev since before. I hate the so other Trev. your other Trev. <laughs> so he's the other Trev. Wow, I need a flow chart. <laughs> anyway, footy's been good, eh, boys? It's been a, a wet weekend, but I thought an enjoyable one, actually, from what we saw. Ah, uh, mate, footy's awesome. Just glad to have it back. And, yeah, mate, can't complain. Like, plenty of things to talk about. Should we uh, kick off with the review as usual? Yeah, of Go course. straight into it. So, uh, round 12 kicked off last round, uh, obviously. Uh, Dragon 16 got beaten by the Roosters, 24. Uh, probably, I guess, class prevailed in the end. A bit, a bit more class from Roosters got him home in an unin- maybe an uninspiring effort. Some stats, Barney, and then we'll have some opinions. Yeah, of course. So, uh, Manu and Lomax both with doubles. Very polite uh, in your own house. Takiyaho. <laughs> of course kicking, I'll give you some stats Takiyaho today. Takiyaho <laughs> kicking goals is um, interesting, especially yeah, for Supercoach. Yeah. Uh, completions were 90% for the Dragons and 92% for the Roosters. Uh, 35 out of... 
39 sets for the Dragons and 34 out of 37 for the Roosters. Line breaks were 3 to 5, uh, with Dragons with the 3. Tackle bus 27 29, and offloads were 9 apiece. Uh, the stats are pretty close. Uh, the the Roosters actually gave away a couple extra penalties, but um, there wasn't a lot in the stats to take away from the game. Uh, McGuinness with 62 tackles and Friend with 56. Ewan Aitken, again, topping the meetings, metres with 221, and Takiaho with 288 metres. Lomax top supercoach scorer with 103, McGuinness 99, uh, Kiri with 98, and uh, Takiaho with 92. Uh First of all, just before I'll get off my chest first, how fantastic is it to see a front row kicking? Yes. When was the last time? David Ferner. David Ferner. Uh, Fitzgibbon yeah, in between so. played, obviously played back row, but. Yeah, yeah Ferner was a back row as well. Um, yeah. Corey so Parker. Corey Parker did kick, but um, that was fantastic. He didn't kick too bad either. No, yeah, he's done it before. He's um, he's definitely a good fill in. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but that aside, I thought uh, those two front rowers, or the second race, Tupanera and Takio were the difference. They just willed that team across the line more They're going to need to be for the next couple of weeks. And they still have to be, yeah, exactly. Um, any thoughts? Ollie, you may as well kick off here. Sure. Um, Did you see much of the game? I did watch the game. It was I, I was really impressed with what I saw from a, a Zach Lomax uh, for the Dragons, for example. Where his full-time position is going to end up being, I'm not sure. He's been used at fullback in the centres, on the, in the wing. Um, but he looked pretty good in the centres this weekend on last Thursday. So, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see with him. Um I have to agree with the Fords as well. You know, for a lot of the the better, bigger sides in the competition, we see their backs get a lot of the praise. Uh, the Eels, for example, as well. But the Fords are just as good, if not better, in some games than the backs. And I have to admit, in this one with the Sydney Roosters, the Fords played better than the backs. Obviously, you need both uh, to work. But I think the Fords got it done this week for the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Trev, did you see much of it? I didn't really get to see much of this game. Uh, but what I did um, see... Like, uh, j- just shows uh, Luke Keery, you know, like he, without Keery, we're going to struggle, you know, yep. like, for whatever reason, uh, Fano got dropped, they brought in Lamb, apparently he's going to be back in the side again this week. again this week, apparently. So, I, I don't know what the goal is, but uh, he, he did okay, I guess. Uh, Zach Lomax, he's a champion, he, he's a future. I, I, um... I thought Ed Barney can jump jump in here as well. I know I said that Ford's a difference, but ultimately it was Kiri steering the team around that uh, that helped him out. Manu was terrific in the back line as well. Um, but Zach Lomax is a representative centre, surely. Yeah, he's still a little green. Um, Defensively, he probably doesn't make yeah, the greatest decisions all the time. Are a but, bit, um, dodgy occasionally. But, but um, what, when they have three, on, he's as good as they have three line there. breaks, and it's probably two to him. Yep. Yeah, I'd no, suggest, he's, um, yeah, he's he's right up there on his day. He's probably the best running around, or close to the best running around. But um, uh, but he's yeah. no Bradman best, mate. <laughs> but um, yeah, Sorry. Kiri's been holding that team up with um, with their creativity all year, and it hasn't really changed. Um, Lamb offers a little bit less in the kicking game, which I think made Kiri have to work even harder, which is probably not a great thing for him. Yeah, don't be surprised if you see Kiri and and um, Tedesco get a a break over the next couple of weeks because they look like they both need, you need it. Tedesco needs a break for sure. I don't think I've ever seen him on his haunches as much as he was in that game. Just, there was even times in attack where they were spinning the ball and he was walking into line where he's newly be charging the ball trying to hit a hole. He, and I've, I've flagged it. He's doing a work of three blokes, maybe even four blokes with no Morris brothers there, uh, Tupo out, 
and the other one whose name escapes me. The other no. one who's uh, one of the Morrises. Tupac. Oh no, of course, yeah, Morrison, Morrison, Brett Morrison, the Brett Morrison um, Tupac. But he's doing so much donkey work that it's taken its toll. I think. I don't know the draw, but I'm sure there's a rest coming. Probably into Tigers, to be honest with you, in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> seriously. Um, but he, he needs a week off, I think. He doesn't look like he the player he was five rounds ago. What were you going to say, Trev? I know. I was just going to say, like, um, I just forgot. Okay. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, I had a, you know. Good. Might I pipe in about uh, Tedesco for a minute? They, yeah, yeah, that's what they I was going to talk about, Tedesco. They, oh, good. There was an interview that he did with Fox during the week, and even he said he's not the same player that he was last year in terms of form. He's, he, he acknowledges that he's still playing well, but he's just not at to that same level last year, and it is probably in large part because of that fatigue that he's suffering um, because of the, um, I'd say, as he said, he's filling in for three, four players, and he just looks a bit stuck. So I do think he'll have a break um, over the next couple of weeks. The Tigers would be a team where that might happen uh, yep. because we look – players uh, seem to be rested um, across some other teams as well. You know, you look at the likes of Ryan Papanyagin, um getting a rest last week. So I, I think it's coming. Kiri, I think he might be a bit too important at the moment, the way he's playing. I'd, I can't imagine him starting Flanagan and uh, Lamb together. No way. Yeah, the only way they manage it is um, just to tell – uh, Tedesco not to get so involved, but that's probably not going to happen because he's, but he's, he's where, he's where Robbo's got to be like is. grabbing uh, Ryan Hall, the big log at the back there, and uh, it was Ikalu on the other side, Ikavalu, Ikavalu, yeah. and saying, Look, whatever happens, you're taking on those first four hits, and t- just Teddy, don't run it at all, pass it to them, and keep yourself a little bit fresh. But um, I, I just, like I said, I don't think I've ever seen him on his haunches as much as I did last week, um, but there's been a bit of that, and it's been adding up, and I think. Um, Realistically, this um, you know this week would probably you know wouldn't even be the worst to be honest because I know it's it's a big match and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, both of these teams this week doesn't matter to either of them. So yeah, I mean, it really doesn't matter who wins and, and between the Roosters and the. Storm I know, I know missing Bmos, but like Manu's been a perfectly capable replacement for at one for a week. Um, I'm sure both Morris brothers would be happy to play there, but obviously I think Brett Morris isn't far away. He'd be one. Um, but yeah, Dragons looked a little lost without um, Norman at five eight, which was a bit funny. Hunt um, Hunt did a few good things, but he did get lost in attack as well, which um, was noticeable quite a few times, especially on that right edge. Yeah, yeah, and they're going to miss. I think Sims is out again, so they're going to miss him. But um, issues yeah, there. No, Roosters did a job. Um, probably could have been could have gone either way, but the Roosters got there in the end. Yep. Uh, Warriors twenty six, Manly twenty two, kicked off Friday night. Um, I think discipline was the only reason that Manly got so close. When it was uh, 13 on 13, it was 26-6. Um, Jack Everington's going to miss a bit of time, four weeks um, out of the game. Uh, he, and he, he got, obviously got penalised and uh, oh, binned. he's got priors already. He's, he's, he's a bad record. A and, of games um, and he's, he's rocked up at the <laughs> judiciary a couple of times. And I think he, That's sort of why we love him as well. You that's know right. I mean? and he's, but his handling also let Manly back the door open a little bit there. Um, stats from the game, Barn? Yes, um, Herbert with a spectacular double, especially that first try. That was mm. yeah, that was a great kick. Um, 
Hetherington, as we said, bad record, nasty human. <laughs> Good chance he's going to continue to get suspended for the rest of his career. Uh, Eagles with 80% completions and the Warriors with 85%. So that's uh, 37 out of 46 sets for the Eagles and 35 out of 41 sets for the Warriors. Line breaks were 7-3 to three to the Eagles. Tackle bus 31-14 to 14 to the Eagles. Offloads 10-6 to six to the Eagles. Uh, the Warriors made an extra 60 tackles. So everything there's pointing to an Eagles victory. But I'd love is- to see how many of those stats were 12 on 13. Yep. Or 13 true. on 12. Um, I don't, and obviously, the, you probably. Yeah, but there's no way to seriously, see that, 11. Uh, 12 on 13, you, that's when you've got to cash in, but two as well. Yeah, and they did. I mean? That's right. So, that's right. Uh, line break 7 to 3. Uh, Oh, sorry. Errors were 11 to 8 to the Eagles, and the bin was 2 to the Warriors and 0 to the Eagles. Mm. Uh, top tacklers were JT with uh, uh, Jabojevic with 44, Lawton with 39, uh, Jabojevic again with 193 metres, and RTS with 218 metres. Supercoach top scorers were Olakitahu with 91, Jabojevic with 90, Herbert with 78, and Jazz Tavanga with 73. Ollie, thoughts? I this one was a bit odd for me because it, it really was sort of a, a two-sided game as in the Warriors really allowed the Seagulls to come back mm. into it obviously the 12 and 13-2 uh, some wiring signs again for Manly Adam Fanua Blake as well I'm just interested to see how this run into the finals goes because now the Warriors are even thereabouts just behind yeah. Manly during the week and a reasonable run home yeah well during the week the media sort of been hyping the Warriors and saying that they are a genuine chance at making the finals. I'm not sure how much that's more just a bit of hype or whatever. I still think Manly um, and even the... It, no, Manly gone. It, well, even the Tigers, not necessarily to make the, the Tigers. Tigers no, no, not, to. Not, not, <laughs> not to make the finals, but are sort of ahead of the Warriors in yeah. that sense. So I can't see the Warriors making it, but they're looking good. And you know what? They Since Nathan Brown's come in, he's already got a couple of signings for next year. Mm. So they're looking like they're laying the foundation. Yep. Um, and of course, we'll get onto it soon. But they got Penrith this coming yes, week. That'll we'll be a, that'll be and huge talk about the signing soon. Litmus, litmus test. So um, that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, at, at the end of the day, the Warriors probably were still the better team. Although I, I would have liked to see from both sides a bit of a, a more well-rounded eighty-minute performance. Yep, I agree with that. Trev, did you have a chance? I did watch the game. What did you make and of the it? First thing that came into my mind was something that you said last week on the show. Peter Hickey was a flat track bully. And that's what he was. Yeah. That, like I've, mate, he was like David Warner on an SCG <laughs> pitch on a, on a road. Nah, but He was nah. toying with him. When, when they were on top, he was toying oh, with him. Oh, he was. And he Herbert, was toying so. with him. It was good to watch. Uh, the Warriors, are they going to make the top eight? It depends on how long they keep some of these players there, but they're on loan because they're the ones who are making the impact. Well, big, big out. Herrington's out for four weeks. and that's H- Herrington's out, out for uh, four George weeks. Good. George is good. George Jennings is yeah. playing awesome footy. He's yeah. always been a first grader. Alvaro's tough as nails. Alvaro as well. And that, it's pretty tough. You um, know what the difference is? Like, it's amazing just these se- they're seasoned first graders where they don't get, they come in, they do a job, they don't get flustered as I lick some potato bake off my hand that I just found. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Harley missed it. Sorry. Um but it's an amazing difference it makes to a young team or a, a sort of slightly flustered team. And it's it like you, you throw three or four of them into a Brisbane team, obviously it's bigger issues at Brisbane, it could calm the whole scene down. But yeah. anyway, so I keep talking. Yeah, and when you look at Manly, well, I'm hearing uh, Tommy Trevojevic is going to be back in two weeks' time. 
Wow. Yeah, his brother was coming out talking about that today. Yeah. Wow. So if he's going to be like, people are going to say, how can Tommy be the difference? But mate, he's Tommy's a, a difference. Factor. He's a difference in that. Team. They still need to win one out of those next two games before he comes back. Oh yeah. They need to win one of their next two. It's getting close to do or die for Manly now. Yeah. Um, I don't think they will. So but we can't forget finish. though, Manly without Travoyevich have beaten the Parramatta Eels as well for one. So they're a very even without considering Tom Travoyevich being there or not. They've just seemed very up and down. Like they've put in some really good performances while he's been out. They're missing. But, yeah. They're missing a big linchpin this week with Fenel Blakeout. Fenel yeah. Blakeout's a big. Yeah, Adam Fenel Blakes. But you know, guys we'll get like to next week. I know he gets here and back, yeah. but uh, anyway, we'll get to that soon. Yeah, any else? Um, what do you take from said, game? Well, I, I did tip the Eagles to begin this match, but if I knew Siren and, and, um, and Thompson were going to be late withdrawals, there's no chance that they yeah, would have right. got my money, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, as soon as those two were out, it was always going to be pushing it uphill, and they actually did well. Well, I don't know. I don't think they did well. They were brought back into the game to get close enough. The last five minutes of the game, I watched this. I, I watched probably well. the last 10, I'm watching going. Warriors are going to cost themselves this game. They're going to throw this Warriors one Warriors are losing yeah, this game rather than Manly winning it. It did look a bit like that at some points. Um, uh, Chanel to, uh, to Harris Tavita, is it? Mm-hmm. He was um, he was impressive. His short kicking game was really good. Nicarima seemed to get a bit lost and he seemed to take over, which is positive signs for mm-hmm. the that halves. Um, but, yeah, the Warriors were full of enthusiasm early. They just bashed them straight up the middle and they got off to a flying start. Um, the first... Um, First set, you know, they come flying off their line and uh, cher- uh, Cherry stuffs up off the kickoff. So, you know, mm. it's probably not, you know, it's <laughs> not right. good signs for the time. But, yeah, they ran away with it early, um, got a bit sloppy in the middle, especially with, um, yeah, a couple of sin bins and brought the Eagles back in. But the Warriors were, I thought, far better team. I, and my last word on this match is how good is Jake Turbo? Like, he, he essentially, there was 20 minutes there either just after halftime. He was playing 5-8. He was distributing the ball out to the centres. Uh, the defensive work, I think he saved a try. There was another one close to the line that he was the last one in with, maybe Elliot. Um, and, but then the work he did throughout the game, like it, I don't think there's any doubt who the New South Wales lock is after a performance oh, like that, if the, there was. Plenty of the big names have said, mate, if you're going to buy someone, he'd be the first bloke you buy. Oh, absolutely. Club rounds. So. Absolutely. And, uh, says and everything about him. Yeah, yeah, he's always there. But the thing is, he's a great player. He works hard. But I think he needs his brother with him. Oh well, but he he's a in his own right. Uh, oh, he's a great. But player. how many how many locks blow open a game just on their own? You know what I mean? There's probably not yeah. many. No. Uh, and he I don't know if he blew it open, but he at least kept the door shut from Warriors. Kept, him, kept him in there. Yeah, yeah, he was tremendous. Uh, the next game, South twenty eight, Brisbane ten. Um, talk about some stats first, Bone. Yeah, right. So. Um, I got Murray, Tom, and uh, the big professor were impressive for me at the front row. Um, he's the dead set ringer for the professor, <laughs> Mark Nichols. Yeah. He looks exactly <laughs> like him. Eighty nine percent completions to Souths and eighty three percent to Brisbane. Forty one out of forty six sets for Souths. Twenty nine out of thirty five sets for Brisbane. You should send it into him. <laughs> Line breaks. The Barney and Barney show. Six to four for Souths. <laughs> Tackle bus at twenty to twenty four. Uh, offloads ten for Souths, six for Brisbane. Uh, the tackles were about thirty different uh, in South's favour. Penalties conceded. Souths conceded four penalties to Brisbane's eleven. 
Uh, nine errors for South, seven for Brisbane. Top tacklers were Cook with 53 and Huss with 50. Latrell Mitchell with 209 metres and Huss with 238 metres. He's just holding that place together. Uh, Supercoach, Reynolds 81 points, Gagoy 78, Huss with 79 and Fafita with 79. My one rant, my one rant really of the round is Grant Atkins was atrocious. That first 20 minutes. I thought he... I thought, and, and I know the scorecard doesn't necessarily read this way, but honestly, that first 20 minutes, Brisbane were out of that game. He penalised Brisbane out of that game before they even had a chance to get into it. And then for them to only be 6-0 down and then score essentially off their first touch, um, was it was, I guess, kudos to them. But then it happened in the back end, early second half, it was the same deal. And then every time there was momentum, he just pulled the, the whistle came out and he just shut them down. And I, I said, for someone who has no vested interest in the game, I was angry watching that game. Uh, I don't even know, on top of those 11 penalties, what the ruck infringements would have been as well. But um, there was one point where he penalised Herbie Farnsworth for obstruction and literally the next set. That's why, because you love Herbie, mate. I do love Herbie. He's my man. But he did absolutely nothing, though. Yeah, he just, Herbie just back. got run around. He and then back the, and the next, it was literally the next, I think even Mike Lennis mentioned it on Fox. It was exactly, yeah. Exactly the, the same player, and they said, play on try. try. I was, well, I was so angry watching that match. Well, like, you know what? Well, Grant grew out in the western suburbs in the Penrith region. I, I believe he was a Penrith supporter when he was growing up. He wasn't a Brisbane supporter. Yeah. That's for and sure. and he, he grew up watching the Brisbane Broncos smash Penrith, so this is his way of getting back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm just I'll kidding. Go. i got a, a little story about Atkins. He actually came out to my high school a couple of years ago. Um, he, was, he grew up with the assistant principal or something. Now, this was the week after... The Roosters, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, they beat Penrith on the siren. Penrith probably should have got a penalty or something. I had a, yeah. I had a last crack and yeah. the fans just booed him off. He came to my school like the day after, of course. Was that, that was the one where they threw the bottles they and everything. They threw the bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but he, he pretty much came out and complained about that game and all, all the shit he copped. However, he pretty much everyone there were Penrith supporters so when I was talking to my mates afterwards and that you know it was meant to be this uplifting thing you know you don't let um, bullying or hate or whatever get to you and pretty much afterwards everyone was just bagging on Grant Atkins so there you go <laughs> yeah, after, yeah, he, came stuff just, up, just after he came out just talked to the whole school and pretty much wussed about that game in particular that weekend so yeah. um, and I, I, what we'll be doing a show 14 what well, plus COVID best part of 18 weeks and I've not really once ever got a referee. This is the but, first time I've ever mentioned, picked out a referee in I was, a specific game. I, sure. I couldn't believe how angry I got watching that game. And at the end of the day, it didn't make it, I think it did make a difference, but you can't look at it and go, I lost by 12 because of this, but no. they definitely weren't in that game because of the situation um, to the point where those Brisbane players didn't even know why they were getting penalised at one point there. Um, that said... Uh, South probably played more direct. They played similar footy the week before. Yeah, they could have played. They Reynolds probably... pop planted a little bit in between, but he was okay. Oh, he he um he actually took control with their kicking game and yeah. sort of took over the game for a fair chunk of it. Yeah, just by rolling it in behind the line. But um, Souths are good. Um, they're uh, Murray and Burgess are working really well together at the moment. Uh, Cook seems to be getting a little bit of extra space out of um, Hooker. But whether he whether that transitions to points down the road, who knows? Yeah. Walker's getting more involved, so's Latrell. Um obviously they're still working, but um there's some good signs there for South's going yeah. forward. Uh Brisbane are a rabble. Um probably won't win another game the rest right. of the season. 
That was the, I think that was the setup for them to win that game, and they just weren't given a chance to. And I think obviously after this week, it, they might not have, they might be forfeiting next week. Who knows? Um, we'll talk about that soon. A uh, couple of quick points of feeder looked sharp for about twenty minutes, and then wasn't a factor. Didn't seem done yeah. interested. Yeah, he seemed yeah. really full of energy for the first yeah fifteen he was on, and then just disappeared into the background. Wait, a bit like Payne Haas, good individual game, but it it, it didn't really help out the team overall. If you get what I mean, like yeah. some good individual moments. Well, I wouldn't say it didn't help out the team. More like he's he's been busting his bum off each week for his Haas. Goes. Haas, yeah. He's busting his heart everywhere. Yeah, bunching his heart yeah. off. All right. Each week for the team, he, he's <laughs> like killing it, but the players just aren't yeah. up with him. He's that's yeah. the only one that's doing the tough meters. Yeah. Like, you get plenty of their forwards that get good meters, but it's on an edge in in a half gap. He's running headlong into yeah. two blokes every time he touches yeah. the ball. Right. And then, like, it just shows like the other week when you got man to match in the losing team and everyone's whinging about it, but when the day. And he tackles his ass off. In yeah. the day, he was still like. He was best Brisbane's player. best player. I don't he know. has been, I think, pretty much every game this year, to be honest. Yeah. You know, the sad thing about it is, is that he's 19. And he's going to be busted by the time. If he keeps up this, he'd be busted by his 24. Well, because because uh, Bulldog, uh, because Brisbane will put him into the ground. And aren't Brisbane lucky that they signed him early? Imagine if they had waited just like for feeder and that they could have been losing both of them. They locked Haas down when he was younger. But i got to wonder, is Haas going to end up getting fed up? I'm not talking this year, but maybe... Oh, I think so. I see what happens. He'll be captain next year. Yeah, it's just captain for life now. They're going to have to, yeah, they're going to have to you really... Have to, you have to try and make him their Shane Webke now and make him captain for the next... Well, they're the, the, they're the shambles, you know. Every couple of years there's a team that's just completely torn apart and that's them at the moment. So yeah. you've got to find that one to stick to and he's he's the best. Like Even in that team, he's the one you're going to pick and stick and just go, you're playing every week, you're our captain, you're... And then, well, <laughs> more, more likely not they're looking for a new coach next year. And so you got to say, yeah, you go, you pick him, you pick a Tony Staggs. Like I suppose you give, and then you go Durden and Turpin, who are good. Dearden, um, yep. Dearden yeah, and Turpin, yeah. and then after that, <laughs> the the broom and Herbie because he's cool. Michael um, <laughs> has been playing good as well. Yes, and Carrigan. So there's your call. <laughs> Carrigan's been busting his ass too. So, yeah. so you go, there's six of and but you know, what? and here's the thing: you got Warriors spending money next year, Bulldogs spending money next year, mm-hmm. Brisbane. Well, they've got 650 at least in the cap now. And um, every club's generally targeting one or two players every That's right. Year. Who can you actually buy? They're either going to say, right, Very good this is a five-year plan and we're going to find the best Queensland juniors around and try and get back on track by 2025. Because you no, you've already lost like, like an, an Adam Elliott off the market, Kane Evans off the market. There's blokes today off the market. There's not a – Darius is going next year. So they're going to have, they're going to have $2 million to spend next year. Well, I'll tell you what. what spending on? Heading into 29 uh, – sorry. heading in, No. Coach, too. Heading into this season, one thing I had with the Warriors was that there was no direction. They hadn't really signed anyone to try and improve. They looked like they were a bit toxic, right? They bring in Nathan Brown. He says, I'm targeting these five players. Obviously, he can't get Adam Elliott now, but he's already signed two of them. Yeah. That direct. And you I see think, that change already. I reckon if you'd, uh, if you'd told, said to him you could have two of those five, he would have taken that. Yeah, two that he's got. Yeah. yeah, but we'll we'll get to that soon. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that. Um, nothing else from the game really. Just disappointing no. apart from that. <laughs> um, 
Storm 41, Bulldogs 10. We won't spend long on this. Um, it was a slaughter. What did the Fox say? What did the Fox say? <laughs> Bromwich double, Toronto <laughs> car double. Uh, both teams are 69% completion. Ooh, 69. <laughs> Sets 27 out of 39 for the Storm. Speaking of which, Mariah, can I have it? <laughs> for the Dogs. Line breaks 4 to 2 for the Storm. Uh, tackle bus 33 to 17. Producing Mariah's on the job. Hey, that's right. Huh? Offloads 8 11. Uh, Tackles 306 for the Storm, 281 for the Dogs. Penalties conceded, 8 to the Storm, 5 to the Dogs. Uh, hey, 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 Storm made more tackles than the Bulldogs. Yes. Hmm, okay. Yes. It's probably, actually, that probably explains the score now. Okay, carry on. Penalties conceded, 8 to the Storm, 5 to the Dogs. Errors, 12-11. Uh, top tacklers were uh, for Solomona with 36 and Jackson with 32. Running meters, uh, Addo Car with 238 and Meany with 150. Top Supercoach points, uh, Nico Hines, yes, 102. Mm. Bromwich with 94, Foran with 58 and Lafay with 52. Any thoughts here, boys, quickly? Mate, I can say is that the Melbourne went out there, done a job, put it on again, the points on the board against a team that they're meant to be putting the points on. What do I keep saying? But the Bulldogs keep on turning up and making the team still work hard for it. Though. Dogs are in front until Addo got the yeah, runaway. I uh, know. Oh, Dogs right. are winning that yeah. game until Addo got the runaway yeah. try, and then it just was like, okay, but here, just, here we go. But, but Nico Hines, I thought he'd done awesome at fullback. He did a great job, man. And that, yeah. Great so, job. Mate. Filled in perfectly, did no mistakes, did everything that we uh, Bellamy would have asked him to do. How many times do players come in here out of nowhere and do a job? Like, this is how good the Bellamy system is. It's not just 17 or 20. Like, but they find players that come in and I think it's obviously we've given a little bit goes, to Riley Jack slightly. But four jobs, mate, you know? Yeah. Like, and they, you do this, this, this and this, and yeah. that's it. I don't care what else you do. Just make sure you do those four things. Yeah. And, and just the things they got in place up there, like in Queensland, through their feeders, through the Sunshine Coast Falcons and East Brisbane, they've just got it's great sun, sunshine, sunshine Coast Storm now. Oh, mate. It's, it's awesome. No, we, we just got awesome things happening up there, so no, it's cool. I have done forever. Yeah, smart operators. Uh, Ollie? Yeah. Oh, mate, it's the second team on the ladder up against the last team on the ladder. One of them is the Melbourne Storm. Like, this is around, as you said, what we expected. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if the Dogs put in a bit more of a performance and made it a bit closer, but they were still trying. They were out there trying their asses off. They do need a bit of a rebuild, obviously. Uh, Trent Barrett's coming in. They've got the money to spend for next year, but as Adrian said, who, who do you really play for next year? Um, it'll be interesting to see, but you know what? Um, they're looking a lot better than Brisbane right now, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did end up finishing second last and the Broncos last, but we'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Oh, they missed the trick. They should have got green. The dead set should have yeah. gone and got green. They could have had him last. They could have had him. They could have had him play last week. Weren't it before when they were looking at that? Yeah. Well, they uh, yeah. <coughs> Apparently, Reynolds was a done deal. It's, it's and, uh, pretty simple the with the dogs. They need a half before they need anything else. Yeah. It doesn't matter what other position you could improve in that team. They need another half next to foreign. Yep. And <laughs> I don't know. They'll find one somewhere, but yeah. whether they go but right it, or not. What I said five minutes ago about just putting a Blake Green head in there changes the whole dynamic, keeps everybody calmer, a bit more just focused and straighter and everything. And um, As I said, yeah. first 15 minutes, I thought the dogs were actually on top. Um, mm-hmm. Storm looked a bit worried. Uh, the dogs were actually putting up a really strong fight in the middle and then um, the runaway tried to add a car and then the momentum just shifted. Um 
Dogs can match or go close to matching most teams in the middle, but as soon as there's pace and uh, footwork out wide, they just you know they they just can't handle it. There's yeah, you know, the, the the guys are serviceable, but there's too many serviceable guys. You know what I mean? You need That's two right. guys that are serviceable and three guys that are good. So yeah, um, yeah rosters are the problem at the dogs, but they they put in effort every week. Um, Storm just too good. Monster outs, fucking horrible. Yeah, but, I get that. Knights 44, Tigers 4. Mate. You, you know, you're not going to say much. You can talk, Dave. <laughs> Shall I go for a piss now? Pong a double. Um, half the Knights team scored a try. 89% of possession to the Knights. 65% completion to the Tigers. 39 out of 44 sets for the Knights. 24 out of 37 sets for the Tigers. Line breaks 8 to 1 to the Knights. Tackle bus 31 to 32. You won that to the Tigers. Offloads 9 to 7 to the Knights. Um, the Tigers had to make an extra 70 tackles. The penalties were 4 to 3 conceded to the Knights. He won that one too. Uh, top tacklers were man with 36, Embi with 59, and only one miss. Hmm. Ponga with 242 metres, Dewey with 201 metres. Top supercoach scorers were Ponga with 172, Sia Fidi with 83, Leilua with 82, and Dewey with 60. Ali. <laughs> well, this week is the week that the Tigers have really disappointed me. In the preseason, I had them finishing eighth. Throughout this Try season, following for 30 years. <laughs> throughout this season, um, they have looked like – that was my bold prediction, but throughout the season I was sort of looking, I was thinking, okay, I'm getting a bit more confident week by week. There was a certain period there they were up against the likes of Penrith and Parramatta, and they were actually close games. They were looking good, and they are obviously winning games like against Brisbane, putting them to the sword – However, I think after that performance against Newcastle, I can officially put the metaphorical line through them for 2020. Going into that game, I actually tipped them against Newcastle because I was thinking I'll back them this one last week. This will be it. This is the do or die for me, whether I'm still backing them to make the finals or not. But this week, unfortunately, I'm done. A a poor performance. They could have used that Harry Grant, but I mean... You, you still got to have the players to come in. Just look at the likes of the Roosters and the Storm with their injuries that they've had, but they've still been kicking on. So, yeah, unfortunately for me, it's done for the Tigers this just year. Just an it's extra probably, kick in the guts yeah. for you, Daggy. Um, when a Titans supporter is done with <laughs> the Tigers. <laughs> Trev? <laughs> I can't wait till we talk about the Titans, by the way. Yeah, of course. No, that's fine. Oh, mate. But the Tigers, I'm disappointed in. Like, they're just going backwards. Mm-hmm. And that, like, what else do they have to do? Like, what, what else does Madge have to do with the players? Like, actually, like, I, feel I like, hope they give Madge, if Madge is serious and wants to stay there for an extended period, I hope they give him the extended period because he's, he's got to fix a roster that's wrong. He's, yeah. got to, he's, he's trying to offload two and a half million worth of salary cap. But, but the players that he didn't want, they, he got handed. He inherited it. Yeah. From someone else who we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, I thought they um, came on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I hope if they're serious, they give him the chance to say, right, you've got three or four years, see where you're headed, um, because they can't turn around next year and sack him when he's been handed a bad oh, hand. Oh, yes, they well, can. Mate, he's a, they will. Mate, Madge, <laughs> I know they will, but... Like, Madge, for me, is a great coach. He's... Like, we all know he came from Melbourne as an assistant. Mm. He won Super League with Wigan in his first year, and... 
many came over to the South and took them to the Premiership in a few years. Yeah. So he right. knows what he's doing, and that's what the Tigers are. They want someone with stability who's going to be there for the long term. Yeah. And he's the man to do the job. If the Tigers are going to go forward, he's the man. But this is really going to say, right, yes, we'll guarantee your job for, say, five years if you're happy to stick around, which he says he is, that means, and say, right, okay, it's shit now, but um, we've got Sean Bloor, we've got uh, Garner, we've got a young team we can build from our own once we get rid of this headaches over. And but four weeks ago it wasn't shit. That's you know right, I mean? that's right. Like, the one concerning thing I, I know it was about, maybe it was just a one-off game. Um, uh, with Madge is the fact that like he's always been a defensive coach it's what he preaches that's what he wants and some of those holes in that defensive line oh, on the weekend were fucking ridiculous hey, they were the first meters, one Ponga went through I would have ran through like, that's like mate you would have cried for it and still made it alright um, the Knights but, obviously got sharpened up as we, as I as we all forecast last week. Green coming there just opened up the back for Ponga. Um, he got to run at holes rather than trying to be a creative player, and um, he got some good ball. Green actually, I thought Green actually looked better than um, Pierce. To be honest, yeah. it's coming into a new team that's not really what you want out of seven. But um, yeah, there's, the, as I said, the Tigers' defence was extremely concerning. Um, their forwards put in an effort, but they got dominated. And the Knights do have a strong forward pack, but they were utterly dominated in that game. I can't think of a, a bright spot, so let's move on. Yeah. Anyone else? Nope. Uh, Mitch Barnett, good. I'll say that for whatever that's oh, How good he's been. He's a good player. He's really starting to become one of my favourite players. Uh, <clears throat> Panthers 28, Raiders 12. Um, allegedly, that should have been 28 nil according to Ivan Cleary, but, you know, the riff sucks, so... Um, <laughs> uh, nothing like pot kettle for me. Um, it was dominant early. They threw the ball to Kiko, who did kick out things, which he hasn't done for a while. Um, Clear is obviously good. Their back line is so good. It doesn't matter who plays where, it oh, seems. Steve Crichton, Naden, doesn't matter who's where. They, they, they are hot. And um, when they're good, they're good to watch. Um, one of my favourite teams to watch. Liam Martin, the job he's done since being thrown in there. Uh, blokes like that, they're just just uh, a great team to watch and uh, a much, much better team than Canberra are seemingly and by a long way, Barney. Yeah, Clockstad with a double. Um, the only reason, obviously, the Raiders got any points. Kickout got plenty of ball. 76% uh, completion for the Panthers, 80% for the Raiders. Sets were 35 of 46 for the Penrith, 32 out of 40 for the Raiders. Line breaks 4 to 2 for Penrith. Tackle bus 19 to 26 to the Raiders. Offloads 2 to 6 to the Raiders. Uh, tackles were 20 different, pretty much the same. Penalties conceded 6 to 7 to the Penrith. Errors 11 to 9 to Penrith. Top tacklers were Appy with 56, Papali with 47, Mansour 161 metres, Clockstab with 257 metres and was absolutely everywhere all night. Uh, Cleary with 88 supercoach points, Martin with 73, Clockstab with 126 and Papali with 62. If you're picking a Kiwi team tomorrow, is um, Chance the Kiwi fullback? No. He's not. Because of Roger, but he's, oh, I'd argue he's having a better season than Roger. I was say only because of incumbency. I'd say yeah. so, because of incumbency. You have Nickel Klotzad in the side, in the centres, possibly. Yeah, like he the wasn't there in the last year. Yeah. You have him in there somewhere. Um, look, as I said, if you go off form, you chuck him in there. However, you're, you're not going to put it. It was like when Nickel I think he'll play for the Cook Islands, though. 
No. No, Kiwi will get first crack. Yeah. yeah any, no, but, uh, because he, but because he played for yeah. him to qualify for the World Cup, I reckon he'll go with Cook Island. Not this World Cup he didn't, did he? Because he played for New Zealand. He's played for New Zealand already. I don't think he... Yeah. Uh, he, didn't play, he didn't play for the Cook Islands in that um, qualifier against the US. When My point is this year there's only going to be an Anzac test and yeah. they're going to oh, pick yeah. him in. The, he'll be in the Kiwi team. He I won't think. be in the one. No. So, uh, but he'll probably be too, there too long. Um, you'd need to have like a, a breakout Daly M year to get Roger out of number one. Is Matt still a Kiwi coach? He was. Last yeah. I heard. Uh, yeah. I think that's interesting. Anyway. And Mark Horry is nice still could, chairman of selectors. be nice if you could pick a few players and bring them back in. Anyway. Um, Thoughts on the game, Mark? Oh, well, one thing I was a bit disappointed with was I was at the game, I sat down, I had my meat pie with me, took a photo, sent it to Trevor. I was like, how good's this, eating a meat pie while watching Georgie Pie in the flesh? Had his Georgie Pie robbed, you could say. He did. He did. did. So we weren't happy about that. But look, um, I agree with what a lot of people are saying. That first half Penrith put in was as good a first half as Penrith has put in arguably since 2003. Now they've got the eight wins in a row, just like in 2003. Things are starting to look good. I'm not entirely convinced yet. However, against Canberra as well, which is a team who, you think back to last year, they ended Penrith's run towards the finals. Um, They ended their winning streak and it was right near the end of the game. It was a good game. But you look now, you look at the differences, what what a year makes, right? So um, just the entire Penrith side were on here and the Raiders, not so much. It was just a clear-cut performance from Penrith. Second half, you could argue that, yes, the referees sort of made a couple of decisions that could have gone Penrith's way. I think Rapana going into touch, I think he was um, out. Um, I'm not sure if we all agree here, but... He was was out, out, man. In the day, the way I look at that, that decision, if that sideline was the trial line, would they give the try? Yes, they would. Yes, it's a blade. The definition is a blade of grass. Yeah, yeah. It only has to touch a blade of grass. So that's right. Yeah, uh, Trevor, did you see the game? Yeah, I did see the game actually, mate. I, I just got to give a shout out to Nathan Cleary. Uh, last week, um, when they gave it to Manly, you know, he defeated the Queensland halfback. Now he's given it to George Williams, who's potentially going to be the England halfback come the World Cup. So Nathan's the Australian halfback this year. Yeah, so he'll be the Australian yeah. halfback. So good on him. It's a, yeah, now he's on. stepping up. He's take. He's took his game to another level, and he's coming out. And this is, hey, I'm Nathan Cleary. I'm no more of a young kid with the potential anymore. Mm. This is my year. Yeah, yeah, well, he doesn't throw that big um, speculating cutout ball anymore. It's death by a thousand cuts. It's I'll roll yeah. it in behind you. Yeah. I'll roll yeah. it in behind you. I'll roll it, and then it's or oh, maybe a chip. Or then there's he that big the, throw. The big he might pass, be the so. best at that. Like and I noticed it against. We talked about uh, against the Titans. We just did nothing half an hour. Inside ball, inside ball, grubber, inside ball, and then when it's time to grubber, go, grubber, grubber, turned it on, cut yeah. out, yeah. chip and chase. That's right. That's right. But like just, it's a level of calmness that good teams need. It's like that's, why, right. that's why he's the ice. Cool. We're getting the ball back. It's yeah. cool, boys. Get the call. and and you see teams, including well, yeah, Titans, but even to extent Titans in close case Bulldogs a little bit. When a game's close, they panic. Oh, we need points now. Whereas he just goes, now, yeah. he's like, no, you know what? Don't worry. We get the ball back, boys. We'll, we'll score next set. And if it's not, oh, we'll get it. That's all right. We'll have another crack. I'll and, do it again. Yeah, well, you saw against the Titans. And that, like previous years, Penrith would have been like, "No, we've got to keep on trying to score more points, more points, yeah. and play stupid football, make stupid mistakes, and end up losing the game." I think um, the Raiders lost a trick with the, they gave Starling less minutes than he's ever had since he started, which is 
I, as I said last week, he's ready for 80 minutes. Um, Havili did some good stuff in the middle and a couple of nice kicks, but there's no there's no creation out of Hooker no. when he's there. And it didn't happen until Starling came on. There was a couple of good things that came from it and a couple of bad things that came from it, but you've got to, uh, you know, like you need that. You need that spark out of hooker and you need that spark out of your halves. And at the moment, they're not getting the spark out of their halves because they're just running the ball and yep. um, kicking for their outside men. So they need it to come from somewhere and it's got to come from hooker or white and, and Georgie. You've got to start playing ball ball playing rather than just kicking or running. Another thing that has annoyed me with Canberra, they started to become the grubs of the competition. Yeah, a little like, bit. Like, Okay, I'm going to, for our listeners who grew up in the Penrith region and know their rugby league from the early 90s, you know, like, they remind me of West Mountain Raiders. If we can't win the game, we'll try to win the fight. I thought you were going to say Cambridge Park, but yeah, yeah Cambridge. Close no, we're West Mountain Raiders, man. Shout out those blokes at Cambo in the hill there um, in their brown jerseys. Mate, my former club, yeah. my brother-in-law, I think he's the captain of the A-grade side, so there you go. Oh. Um, just on Tom Starling, though, um, he'd nearly be the top free agent right now. He's not re-signed next year. Um, I, know, I know he wants to stay at Canberra. However, he's putting in a good shift. A no, few, a few clubs be, could do worse. Than well, I wouldn't be in. too surprised if he ends up at Canterbury. Hmm. Mainly need a hooker. Canterbury's... Yeah, if Canterbury's smart... They could take him. And, and the reason why I say don't be too surprised if he ends up at Canterbury is because he's played quite a bit of footy at Mounties. Mounties is now the feeder to Canterbury. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's got the goods. Like, he's not going to be a superstar, but no, he looks like a but, solid but he, first grader. Man, he's full of physique. He's still young. He's only like 22 years old. Yeah. Well, in the Titans fan group, a lot of people have been saying they want the Titans to go after him. Yeah, so, back up for Pete's. Yeah, they could. They could, but I don't, I don't think if Pete Pete's is now the backup for someone else now. No, his last couple of games have been okay, but yeah, he probably is the backup for someone else now. But, which is a sad fall from grace for a New South Wales hooker. But um, Titans thirty, Cowboys ten. The floor is yours, Ollie. I would like like to say what a game, and it was a great performance, especially by a number of players. You're talking AJ Brimson and Kevin Proctor were the standouts for me. Mm-hmm. Bit worried about those Cowboys though. Where do they go from here? There's no real, there's no real promise, I guess, for next season. Everything seems like a, a new coach, obviously, but things they not really recruiting anyone. It seems like they're going to sort of have the same roster. So I don't know what's going on there. However, back to the Titans and all our great performance. They're the team that doesn't give in now. I think we've seen that the past couple of weeks. Um, I'm optimistic about the future. Obviously, those boys coming in, it's good to see um, the current squad getting... It, it, it seems like they've gone up a new gear since Fafita has signed, um, and the likes of Herman SESA as well. And you know why? Because they need to have a job next yeah. year. Exactly. So that's exactly. Right. <laughs> Kevin Proctor's probably thinking, geez, David... Well, that was, that was his better. best game in probably now, yeah. what, two and a half years. Yeah. Oh, uh, since Melbourne? Yeah. Since, since Melbourne, probably. Because all of a sudden, he's... Not the club captain next year unless he pulls his finger out and potentially not anyway. Yeah, well, uh, the likes as well, you know, Mo Fodder-Waker will be there, but uh, uh, Jamin Jolf even will have to be trying to earn his spot in the squad again um, with Herman SASA coming in. Um, Tino and David Fafita seem like they're going to be the second row partnership. I don't know. So. I, I can't see either one of them coming off the bench, so a Proctor's going to have to mm. uh, adapt or he's going to be coming off the bench, so he w- won't be that captain. Um, One of them could go to lock, maybe. They could. Uh, Proctor's more like to end up front row, isn't he? 
Well, as, as I said, got plenty on an edge, I think. Yeah. Vodder Waker and Herman SASA will be the props. They might even put Fafita yeah. in at 13. Yeah, and let him run, let him a bit more. Mm. Yeah. That'd be interesting. on both sides. And then. Yeah, harder work though, but yeah. But yeah, this game in particular was good to see uh, the current yeah. squad doing well. Justin Holbrook, I think, is an awesome coach. Even when we first signed him, I was thinking if this fails, it's not going to be his fault, and I hope that it doesn't tarnish. Well, didn't they? They acknowledge that because I think they've extended their approach to extend. They another. want to for five years. I'm yeah. hearing which five years for a coach. Any coach has me a bit. Or oh, but they want to take him off the market for a if yeah, there's a potential coach bullshit, in Mary, yeah. Mary Go. Well, round. they've improved by panels, man. Yeah. Like they are so much such a stronger team than what they were before he got there well he, he won the Super League with St Helens last year and when he came over a lot of people were saying to me oh you know St Helens that's an expectation rah, rah, rah. you're still it, it's still a competitive league especially up the top end then St Helens aren't the only team that wins it every year and you've got to think as well any coach it, it's still a job to get a team to actually win a title in a professional sporting league well, but who so if you can do that exactly you, yeah. you, and you like, are good you know if the two NRL coaches that would come off the market at the moment Bellamy and Robinson Robinson, they they win I, premierships. They're at good clubs. Yeah, I tell you, I tell everybody you right now, in the world would be signing them. Like <laughs> New Zealand rugby would probably sign them just to fucking get them in there. They would. But, like I tell you right now, okay. Before Des Hasler signed with the Bulldogs, to go on as coach back at the end of 2011 for 2012 onwards, Justin Holbrook was all but ready to step in and be yeah. the first grade coach there. He's had a great apprenticeship. Over the years, through the Roosters, uh, he's even him down at Canberra when he coached junior reps. Like he's done, he's been everywhere. He even played first grade for Penrith. Yeah. Oh, he's been super impressive. And, uh, and the structure and, and, and is brought to him. And and the thing is, like when he went over to St Helens again, you know that they went um, they went through some tough times. Yeah, uh, not long before him, because uh, Cunningham was coach, club legend. Their club went backwards. They brought in Holbrook. And within the first his first full season, I should say, spun uh, him around, spun him around, and they won the call. The thing is, too, with Holbrook at St Helens, you know, a lot of people think, okay, St Helens are a team that have a lot of ex NRL players. Last year, arguably their best players were like Alex Wormsley, Luke Thompson, British players who he invested in who yeah. he had the time for and they've shown you know Luke Thompson's over here in the NRL now for example you know the standout ex-NRL players were maybe Kevin Agama uh, Zabtea and uh, Lachlan Coote um, but other than that it was really the, the English boys who were really getting in and it was because Holbrook gave them a go so if not for Holbrook you'd argue that they, they wouldn't at least have the confidence maybe not to kick on and win that comp so Holbrook was really the deciding factor so I think he's a really good coach whether he stays at the Titans his whole career I think he's a guy who will be around the NRL for a long time oh, as a head coach. I hope at the Titans, but we'll have to see. Oh, if I was Mal Meninga, right, because I, this is just my own personal opinion, I felt that Holbrook only took on the Gold Coast job because it was an NRL job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my thing is, offer him the five years, let him rebuild, build up the club, try to make it his own. Mm-hmm. Yep. See where he's at. Because if he knocks you back five years, and again, this is going to sound stupid, get rid of him and find a coach who actually wants to be there. Because yeah. I feel he only took on the job because it was an NRL job. Yeah. Weren't the Bulldogs looking at him too, but the Titans just got it I done think, before? I think they, they expressed interest. I think they? everything he said in public um, 
bodes well to him being there for a long time. I think he's pretty keen to make a stamp in. And and if you're ever going to make a stamp as a coach, it's a great way to do it, to build a club essentially from scratch. And it, and the thing is, it's not just about building the club. It's also about building that area back up because that area – Building a state really right now because yeah, that, well, that, 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 that area, like on, on the Gold Coast region and that from Tweed and up, that is a good rugby league nursery. Of course it is. Stats barn in. Uh, yeah, AJ on his return with the double. Uh, Cowboys, I thought, were lucky they didn't get beaten by 40. Uh, 79% yeah. completions to the Titans, 67 to the Cowboys. 33 out of 42 sets for the Titans, 26 out of 39 for the Cowboys. Line break 6 to 5 to the Titans. Tackle bus 34 to 19 to the Titans. Offload 6 to 7. Uh, tackles were 10 different. Penalties were 7 to 6. Errors, 12 for the Titans, 15 for the Cowboys. Top tacklers were Pete's. Uh, I think that's. I think he's done that every week since he's come back with 58 and done with 41. Brimson with 207 metres and JT with 194. Uh, Brimson, top super coach scorer with 112. Proctor with 105. Kyle Felt with 76 and Tamalolo with 71. Tamalolo, is he just... He's got no help. Is it? it he's it, just doing his it, job, it, man. He's doing it. He's he can only player. do so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, as you said, he's, there's not a lot of help there with him. Um, Hess is a shadow of what he was 12, 18 months ago. Yeah. Obviously, Gavin um, Cooper's in his Gavin last Cooper's, legs. yeah, um, on his way. Guyab, he's only just coming back. You got. He's been good. He's ha- he has help. McLean, um, again, been pretty rusty since he's come back from injury. Um, and, yeah, you know, there's only so much he can do. Yeah. He, he's not offloading as much as he was a few months ago. Yeah. Um, I think that's more to try and cut the errors out of their game because there's too many errors coming from everywhere else yeah. as well. So he, he doesn't get that opportunity in the middle. But, um, yeah, uh, Titans were impressive. AJ was really good that that pace at the back when that, on that wraparound play, he, be, he burned him three or four times just yep. on his own and created opportunities on the outside. Um, he's the spark that probably could unlock the Titans with a bit uh, with the reinforcements got, coming um, in next year. Brian Kelly's tremendous. Yep. Brian uh, Kelly Sammy's has been trend- awesome. Like, really good. Yeah, Sammy, yeah. Oh, yeah, they've got the X Factor in them. Yeah. Uh, they've got a few mistakes in them as well, but yeah. that's what you get with your, most of your X Factor players. But 18 months down the road, they're gen- they're, you could be talking about that back Well, you line. look at Sammy you 12 be, months ago. If Holbrook has his way and puts so his... so much better than what he was yeah. 12 months ago. But we could be talking about that back line in the same way we want to talk about a Panthers back line in 18 months. If you keep them together, keep them fit and train them properly, get the shit out of the well, game. Brian Kelly's had wraps on him ever since he started. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he, and he sort of does it every six weeks or so, but he does no, every he, six but weeks. Now it's close, I think it's closer to two yeah. or three now. Yeah. It was, I think, yeah. If you can keep going on that upward trend, yeah, there's, yeah. there's something to build on there. Um, Titans are just way too good. Uh, the Cowboys were never in it. Morgan's shoulder's not right. Uh, no, he missed way too many tackles. Bad. Like I don't think he made one. You know? no, like he especially the start of that game. My goodness. And yeah, obviously that just leaves holes everywhere else. Which um, the Titans, Titans enthusiasm. Same with the Warriors. Um, that first set, they they took the ball on their own goal line and gave it back to the Cowboys on their ten. You know what I mean? Like in the first set of six. There's some so games you just, watch. There's some games you can watch in five minutes ago. These blokes are on here. Yeah, Titans are on. And exactly I think when Titans this beat game. Tigers. They're on. Yeah. Um, Warriors on Friday night. And then you watch the Tigers first up in against Knights. And, just go and there, they're just off. Go, yeah, and it's like, it's a, it's a funny thing. It's a, 
But um, yeah. yeah, the Cowboys halves are um, they're, they're just struggling with their attack. Robson had one of his worst games of the year, which has led to Granville being brought back in. Um, I actually Granville got brought in last week, which I think pressured Robson, and he did a few stupid things. But yeah, um, I don't know where the Cowboys go to. They're going to have to lift their game a lot. Otherwise, they're going to get finish a lot closer to last than they are to the top eight. So. I think uh, what the Cowboys have to do, and I'm going to talk from an off from an office point of view, yep. they need to appoint a coach for next year. The players know who's going to be there. They just got to work hard for the contracts. The players who are looking for contracts. So are the tea leaves saying it's Peyton? Apparently, ah, uh, mate. The mole earlier in the week said apparently the players would prefer. They, the club try and get Christian Wolf because he used to coach a lot of them when they were in sort of yeah. Hugh Cup um, okay. under twenties. Yeah, uh, apparently, Wolf, that's, that's their right. preference. Who's but currently at St Helens? Uh, St Helens. So, but in the day, like, and, and the good thing is, if they did go after Christian Wolf, you know, not much will change with the assistant coaching staff because guys like Dave Tengatol, who's already there, uh, is an assistant to Christian with the Tonga national team and got uh, Tangles from Penrith. Up there, yeah. So Christian would be a good. Um, I don't know. Hannah's got. Well, a week ago they were all banging on being saying Hannah. Hannah yeah. should be the guy. Hannah's got designs on being that guy. Um, yeah, but obviously so does Peyton because he's pretty confident that he doesn't need to take the Warriors' take job. The Warriors so, job. Um, well, I don't think. I don't think he cares if he's got a job for the next twelve months. He's just going to go and you know look well, after Peyton his can, and. But the thing is, though, Peyton can Peyton. Right, still got a year to go on his contract as an assistant coach, and he said he would still be happy to stay over at the Warriors as an I assistant. I doubt that. I very much doubt that. If if what he's come out and said his reasons for not taking the job are, he can't stay there as an assistant. Oh man, no, you'd be can't. surprised what some assistants like, up. mate. Mate, I'm not going. John Cartwright's a prime example, right? I, yeah, but he's happy to be an assistant, right? John, no, but he didn't come out and say I'm. I no, don't want to take the job because I need to stay no, no, in Australia no, no. to look after my wife and, and her husband, uh, her father. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, I can't see him staying there for twelve months after telling no, him I need to stay in Australia. Yeah, but why would you go up to North Queensland when Auckland to Sydney's? Well, they might be relocated to Queensland anyway next year. Redcliffe, I think, because they've recently become their feeder club. I think Ben Eichen was saying the the other day that's that's the plan for 2021 to... He might be a smoky for Brisbane. Ben Eichen? No. um, um, Peyton. Yeah. Seabold's going. Yeah, see... Is is Green a walk in there or is... Green... Just depends on who... option. Just depends who's going to be the new CEO. That's a million of them. They won't pick a coach until the new CEO... Oh, Ben Eichen be CEO. I've heard – I put a post out earlier today saying would Ben Iken be a good option. I've not heard anything, but some people were commenting that they've heard maybe John Rebo. Hey, John Rebo would be a good sound. Okay. Yeah, Shane Richardson floating around, someone like yeah. that. Um, no, well, I just think when the smokers fight, it was the Paul Kent that started the whole Ben Iken thing, but now I think Ben Iken's – Well, well yeah, he has, he has put it in. He put it in. Um, Big question is, though, who replaces him on NRL 360? Me. Oh, Trev Smith, mate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you, you have to hire you as well. It'd be All Cooper right. Cronk. It'd be Cooper Cronk. Yeah. That'd be good. Oh, no, it wouldn't be McKinnis. It'd be Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk. Yeah, he's too good. Sure. All right. For Eels 14 beat the Sharks 12. I loved this game of football. I just love watching Sopping a different wet. game, but it was just different. You don't see it anymore. A different game of footy. They had to think differently, they had to play differently. Blake Ferguson didn't think at all. But apart from that, it was um, 
it's just a fun game to watch. Just seeing blokes get smashed into puddles, seeing tries scored in six inches of water. People having their face pushed. Yeah, into it's the just wet like dirt. you don't see it. Just oh, it took me back. It was great. It took me back to the schoolyard <laughs> where you just ruin your spray jacket playing touch footy at lunch. But um, all the old touch games, you'd play Katoomba up at uh, in the sleet coming down, and you'd, you'd slide <laughs> for the try ten meters out. That's it. Yeah, but uh, showground. Yeah, um, that's a Katoa special diving yeah. ten meters out. Got to be along the ground instead, and just gets. <laughs> Anyway, Barney, tell us some stats and then we'll talk some uh, some wet footy. I said Ronaldo got a double. Um, yeah, Sharks leaky middle again was the story. Uh, 76% possession for the Sharks, 75 for Parramatta. 31 out of 41 sets for the Sharks, 33 out of 44 for Parramatta. Uh, two line breaks to the Sharks, five to Parramatta. 22 tackle bust to 25. Offloads were eight to nine. Tackles were uh, 20 apart. Penalties conceded. Sharks 7 to Parameters 2. Tackles 34 to Woods. 56 for Mahoney. 178 metres for Talakai. Uh, Nathan Brown with 213 metres. Mulatano with 75 supercoach points. Sean Johnson with 63. Dylan Brown with 119. And Nathan Brown with 67. What do you make of the game, man? I thought the Sharks were the better team, to be honest. Um, they let in two really soft tries just on the left-hand edge of the goalpost, which they've been doing all year, and that's what ended up costing them the game. Uh, that first try with that dummy, three blokes all took the same fucking dummy, and he scores right next <laughs> to What the about post. when they show the replay, and it was like the worst selling of a dummy ever? All three the blokes were It's like he threw it into the third row. off the line. It's like he threw it into the third row. There's like yeah. a fucking three-metre hole here. I'll just put the ball down. Beautiful. And yeah. then the, the next try was the same thing. He just one step off his left, and he was in a big... Big fucking hole, got caught, offload, try, fucking yeah. next to the post. Game over. Um, the Sharks were way better in attack than Parramatta were, but um, Parramatta were tough and strong. It was, it was, as you said, really fun, enjoyable game. It was tough through the middle. Um, Sharks blew a few opportunities, but um, yeah, they, I thought they were the better team, to be honest. Ali? Sean Johnson, how good has he been this season in a, in attack, especially consistency? Consistency. Just, everybody's been calling out they for have, his entire career. And you know what? There are still people who try to bag him out, say he's overrated and stuff. I think that's you know basically. What? You know, what you start to learn basically. the more you do this stuff, the more you have social media, the more you read um, social media, is you realise that the people that call him out aren't actually watching anything. Because like they're the people, people who do, just go off the trends, right? Yeah, and just go. Oh, just well, yeah, they don't. The there was one. Um, there's one now with the Raiders. Anyway, there's a, there's a particular game, um, but like if you'd watch it, everyone's going, oh, but da, da, da. And I was like, all these people didn't watch the game. Yep. It's blatant they didn't. I think this is the Sean Johnson thing. I li- People just like to, you know, it's, a, it's not even tall poppy. Yeah. It's just, the, the, to, to use a popular phrase this week, the cesspit that is social media. Yeah, well, I, I remember a couple of weeks ago that, <coughs> that post that people were commenting on, I posted his stats, and you know what? He's got the most tri-assists in the NRL. For me, I think most people would agree, tri-assists are the stat where halves want to be Absolutely. right up there He's that's got, that's um, their main stat you know yeah. setting up tries line so, break assists and um, goal line dropouts yeah and you know what one Sean Johnson has gone from someone last season who there was it was a bit iffy, you know, he was sort of in out of the New Zealand side and now he he's definitely in that side. You know, if if he was, if he was 
playing for Queensland, let's say, he'd be definitely challenging Daly Cherry Evans for that role. And you know what? For New South Wales, if Nathan Cleary wasn't right up there, he'd be in the conversation. Mm. So he's having a really good season. And, you know, I hope he can keep it up not only for 2020 but beyond because we, we can finally see Yeah, we can finally see that Sean Johnson he's, we've been yearning for. Yeah, he's running a team, not running the ball. Yeah. And he's running a team very well at the moment. Uh, Trev? Yeah, no, just uh, with that game, I, I think uh, Morris came out and basically said what you just said earlier, Barn, about what cost them the game. No, he came out and started blaming the refs, man, and yeah. I was pissed off about that too. Uh, refs didn't do that. There was fucking that five minutes he's talking about was two extremely dumb plays by Cronulla and a 50 50, right? So you got Woods crowding the play the ball. We're dumb as fuck. They're on their 10 metre line of second tackle, I think it was, and he sticks his knees in there and tries to put his cock in some bloke's mouth, and then they get the penalty. They go up there, then there's a scrum, and then they try to hold it into the scrum, and they get pushed off the ball, and then Parramatta get the ball back. Yeah. And then there's another stupid fucking hand in the play the ball, and they get the penalty, and it's game over. Like, yeah, yeah. It had I'd nothing no, to no do with the referees. It was dumb yeah, football was from Cronulla. I'll go as in so far as to say if Cronulla had a proper number six, they win that game. There was times when Moylan was running, I don't know where, I don't know what he his plan was. He did fuck all, all not. There, there was, I don't know, in that last five minutes, when they, had this, they had the he had no idea. Eel spread it. And you had more of an idea than he did. But I don't actually know yeah, what his play was. There was one there at the end there where he just ran backwards. <laughs> there were 20 out. Uh, I think fourth tackle, and he ran ten meters back last week too. He runs around. Yeah, the what, what was your plan here? He man? goes, I don't know what I'm doing, so he starts fucking doing donuts in the yeah. middle of the field. So it's like, yeah, like he was spinning or get straighten up, do something, yeah. And then he kicked the ball, and then last play he kicked the ball away. But it's like I don't know what his plan was for a lot of that game. I don't know, and he's named at six again, and I think. Well, they are here. Um, he can be better. He can be a lot better. But I don't know what he what is. He so is he a centre? I don't know what he is. He's constantly injured. And that's a fair one. Well, that's what I do know what he football. is. He's certainly no, not a half, so. I don't think. No, he's not. And you know what? Uh, in 2019, when Sean Johnson got injured, Chad Townsend really stepped up to the plate. That's what Johnson's doing this year as well. We have to, you know, we have to acknowledge the fact that his half's partner is not currently there. I really want to see him together consistently, though. I hope in 2021 they can both stay fit for the whole year because I think they could be a, a very underrated and very good halves combination for the duration of a season. I just uh, think I, we I just need don't Billy think Johnson can run the ball anymore. You know what I mean? Billy like Johnson used to run while Townsend used to control. Now Johnson's controlling. So I think they need to find a running half, which is what they're trying to do with Moylan, but he runs around in circles because he doesn't know what the fuck's Put going Wade on. Put Wade Graham to six. But, yeah, it's... Fuck man! Seriously, yeah, put Wade to Start Rudolph. You got um, what's his name? Tacker. What's his name? Talakai. Talakai. Yeah, start start Ru- Rudolph's been going back to bench. Start Rudolph. Play Talakai. Um, and put Wade Graham to six. He's got at least a good left foot kick, uh, a short kicking game. Good sharp, short ball as well. Um, and he'll run the ball if he's get, run if over the top. He can run top over some people out wide. Just play him at six. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I should be coach as well. No, all right. They're, they're <laughs> but um, a, a tremendous game. Um, some of Blake Ferguson's brain farts tremendously amused me. So <laughs> I enjoyed my Sunday afternoon sitting at home in the downpour watching that. Um, and I hope I didn't hear a jubilee again this week, so we might get more of it. It's probably still underwater. It probably would be. Um, but it's just it's good to see pe- uh, players tested and have to be outside the comfort zone apart for, and I enjoyed that let's get some news um, let's punch through the news pretty quickly because we've managed to talk for a long time uh, Tarek Sim is out for six weeks Lachlan Lewis suspended for a week uh, Jack Harrison got four weeks he wouldn't have been playing this week anyway because Penrith wouldn't let him play against yep. them 
Uh, West Tigers trying to sell Mumbai and Reynolds to Super League and slash the Titans. Even so far as apparently willing to pay half Mumbai's contract to get rid of him. Um, basically, obviously, imagine he's to offload like two million worth of salary cap, which um, has been left by the broken down bus. Only paying three hundred for Mumbai. He's a fine. Plenty of pl- he's not the worst player. Just doesn't pay suit three hundred for him. You'd throw him into a few teams. You'd, you'd keep him if you're only paying three hundred for him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do with him. Can't goal kick though. That's another story. Um, <laughs> the uh, hey, the big new six. Yeah, okay. Sick. Uh, some cool signings here. We'll, we'll tie this one in. Ryan James going to the Raiders. Um, good for them. They can have a good team next year. If they can okay. get him on the field. Yeah. Mm. Poor bastard. So that many injuries. But you can have him. You, you throw him in um, as well as um, who we're in Naira. Hmm? Um, Hodgson back next year. Well, they don't need much help with their pack. So they got a hot pack. A I don't know. Yeah. The other problem there, not the, he's not a problem. I don't know if Jack White knows what he's supposed to be anymore either. Well, he's not a creative half. They need a creative half. Yeah, they need a six. They need a, They've like got a, two running halves, and yeah, it works when your pack's rolling, but if your pack's not rolling, it doesn't work. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, okay, the oh, what should we do, Brisbane or Warriors first? All right, quickly, Brisbane, let's do nothing to get a suit here, but obviously Seabold's got some lawyers in for some of the rumours, which I'm sure a lot... I'd meet a lot of people, if you listen to this, have read. Uh, Tavita Pengai, essentially going to have his contract sacked. At the moment, he's got fined 30 grand and still down. But, um, excuse With me. With a show cause notice, yep. Yeah, Lamatro, so he's got stood down uh, for attending a barbershop opening mm. night. But, uh, yeah, fair enough. He uh, broke COVID and people said, oh, I was only at a barber shop. But no, it was an opening party and also it was to do with... It was owned by the Mongrels uh, bikey gang. by a bikey gang. Which got raided the same night as the opening. I would suggest... probably the, not the best time to be yeah, there. that's right. And, 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 and that, what, I've, what I heard, it was the police that tipped off the NRL that he was there. I would. So they were uh, watching... The, I won't say anything, they'll get me shot here. Um, <laughs> I have been to some... Uh, of the uh, establishment, bikey room, porn and pro nights and the like, and I suggest that's probably what it was. And it never do with haircuts, but um, allegedly uh, that may have happened. Um, but <coughs> the suggestion is he won't be employed. Ah, uh, yeah, um, no, we didn't hang around there long. Uh, I didn't feel comfortable. <laughs> you got crabs. I am um, <laughs> some sort of crustacean. <laughs> yeah, good soft shell. Um, <laughs> now. Um, but there are obviously issues there. The suggestions Darius has fallen out. The suggestion I think twelve players have fallen out up there. I don't. Oh, know. there's no suggestions with Darius. That's on, oh, Darius. That's is, well, I'll get back to the interview. I want out. He of had this on um, shit show. He had an interview. Oh, what eight weeks ago? Saying, but I still want to be paid. Where he kept saying, uh, yeah, he doesn't want to walk in his country. Mm. Um, he basically kept saying, I have my own ideas on the club, but I don't want to air them on air and stuff. And it was the worst interview I've ever seen. But it play. It's obviously played out since. The worst on his arm interview. When he was at the Dragons, um, um. no, this was, uh, yeah, it probably was because, like, he came on to talk about it, and he basically said, "I don't want to talk about it." And I was like, well, why'd you come on to talk about it? Um, but there, there are issues there. there. There is there is cattle there you can build a club around. Suggestions on what they do does is Paul Green the obvious Ollie, or is is do you go with Todd Payton, or is it someone else? Paul Green's the obvious due to the resume. In the past, yes. And he's been at, at the Broncos. Yeah. The end of his time at the Cowboys obviously didn't turn out, but he's a premiership winning coach. Yeah. So I think he's an option. I think he will at least get an interview if he's interested. 
Or is it Kevy Walters or is it I'm, I, I don't know about Kevy Walters. Hey, he's a very good rep coach and you find with some people they can be good rep coaches, mm. but it doesn't translate. Just yeah. like you can well, be a good proof club coach. Putting but not a all the way through with uh, Brad Fittler with Stephen Kearney. Yeah. Meninga. Um, Come yeah. coach club football week in week yeah. out. So with Kevy, we'd obviously have to see first, but would he really be able to juggle coaching Queensland plus the Cowboys or the Broncos? He's sort of been rumoured for both. We don't really see that much these days. I know, well, Madge has the New Zealand job, although the New Zealand job, especially this year, there isn't much going yeah. into it. But and we, Bennett's done that as well. Exactly, with England. And we saw how that turned out in the end for him. So... I, I think it'll be rare to see a coach, coach a rep side and a club side again. Isn't However, it just a great gig be, being at Origin? Like, isn't that yeah, a great gig? Exactly. You're probably on 200 a year. Australian coach. You turn up, you, you go to every game and go, um, oh, yeah, I'm just having a watch this. You meet with them three times a year and you go, oh, well. I'll pick my team through. Now I'm an Inga, mate. He's so got, got an Australian yeah. coach and uh, Titans advisor. Yeah. Just fucking Boss. tells them what he'd, they need to do. He'd be making a million bucks Goes a year. Plays golf three days a week. Tells them what they need yeah. to do. And then when, when Australia, play, when Australia plays, he picks the four best Fox assistant coaches. Yeah. yeah. Walters and Meninga. <laughs> yeah. Fox and Walters well. be safe. And when Australia plays, or like for Walters, when Queensland play, they bring in um, old mate, the ex paramedi coach who's been there forever. And yeah, they bring in four assistant coaches and they do the plays and he turns up and as a speech at halftime, it's not a bad gig. Just and you know what? Make the, money. Origin coach, you can't finish any less than second, so. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> That's right. And if you win, you're a hero forever. And if you lose, you're oh, well, well, oh, well, New South Wales did have 18 games. If you didn't players. finish first, you finish last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Rick and Barber. Shake and bake. <laughs> I watched that the other day on Netflix. Tremendous, Jeez. tremendous movie. Uh, so we've all, none of us have answered the Brisbane issues, but I no, think there's too many man. issues for us but, to fucking answer. <laughs> give it to Ben Eichen, he can answer it. Yeah, you go. Tell us about it as well. Actually, we'll get um, on the slap and salute. I'll fucking I'll we'll we'll jump straight into. I'll go. You can. You know, yeah, what do you do so first? My salute is the Brisbane Broncos because I've never enjoyed a year of football so much as to just watch them capitulate and absolutely fucking fall apart. <laughs> They've had a club for thirty five years. They've never felt any of this fucking pain. We've all felt this except for old mate Trev over there, fucking yeah, Melbourne supporter. We've all felt this. We ripped apart. The club's just got absolutely shit and Brisbane supporters suck on a fat one I, I'll tell you what yeah. you, you think back to we're last big in year, Queensland aren't we a lot of people were saying the Titans had the worst year a club could have at all like they were dead in the water now there's obviously they're looking a lot better but Brisbane have just gone and topped that season I think I think Brisbane I'd rather be a, a, as I am a Titans fan I'd rather the Titans last season than being a Brisbane supporter this season so there you go do you have a salute Trev um, a salute yes Oh, tell it another press button. Oh yeah, my salute. I'm going to give it to Nathan Cleary. Just uh, for the obvious reasons, as I said earlier, the week before he beat the Queensland halfback. This time he beat George William. He looks like definitely going to be the halfback. Dominant. Mm. Oh, easy. Uh, man, like good on him. He, he, and that's what you want. So, bringing well done, Nath. Do you have a salute for us? I do. Oh, go. On. AJ Brimson. <laughs> Uh, sticking with the Titans here, look, he, he was by far the player of the game against the Cowboys. I think Queensland named him the Queensland Player of the Week, which is really good to see as well. That's not hard. Oh, God, it's a shallow yeah. pool. <laughs> I finished well, fifth and I didn't play. <laughs> and I'm not Queenslander. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, he um, 
he, he's a versatile player too, so it'll be interesting. There's not a lot of halves on the market for next season. If the Titans need a little bit of a shake-up, they could do worse than actually putting Brimson in the halves, see how he goes. He's played there before, could be an option because there's not really many halves going around at the moment. We know the Titans probably need a half. See how he goes. I don't think he's the type of player that would direct a game. I think he's more nah, running, running half. six. He'd yeah, be he'd be good. But six. you know what? He'd be good if someone else was there with him. But yeah. give him a crack. See how he goes. But he's also a very good fullback. Yeah, I, I love Corey Thompson as well. So if you have Thompson at fullback and yeah, Brimson, Brimson at, six, at six, I wouldn't mind that. You know, that acceleration about, is his big thing. You know, the thing about the running, the ball. running five eights, they don't like. It doesn't happen. You try, have, like they've tried to put English here. Try to put Ponga there. Try, it never works. Yeah, but Brimson is it's acceleration that you need as a running 5'8", yeah. you need to be able to go three steps and then blokes go, where the fuck did that bloke go? You know what I mean? Like, whereas... Yeah. Well, and I, he's got that. There's yeah. not a lot of blokes that have got that, but Brim, Brimson's got that. He won Holden Cup Player of the Year I think 2017 maybe, and I believe he was the half then. He was either the half or hooker. I don't think he was playing yeah. fullback, so I know for a fact he does have experience in the halves too. So that'll help. But as I said, he'd be a very good half, ball running half, but he, he would need someone there and that someone probably isn't going to be Fogarty or Taylor. So we'll have to see. I'd go with Fogarty over Taylor. But. You got a slap for us, Barney? Yes. So I'm going to slap the Tigers holier than now defence. Man, there was three or four times in that game where people ran through holes that were three, four metres wide. Like there was two blokes that should have been in those fucking holes and there was nobody there. And they just walked through and put the ball down. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. Any I'll slappage? Just, slap. Slap. I mean, slap the Broncos, but um, we just spoke about them, but, you know, they're the easy slap, so I'll go with them. Jeff. Uh, who should I slap this week? You know what? I, I want to give... Um, Fitzgibbon? Nah. No, no, all right. No, it's, it's not Fitzgibbon, <laughs> mate. You, you, you know what? I, I want to give Phil Gould a slap. Ooh. Wow. I know, I know this is uh, going after the big dog. I, I, know, I know it comes out of nowhere, <laughs> but you know what, mate? You, you want to be a player agent. You want to do this. You want to do that. And now you go over to the Warriors, mate. Good, good on him. It's for the game, mate. It's the game, mate. It's the pathways. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's, yeah. uh, junior I couldn't agree more. But if Gus, you need a uh, podcast for the Warriors. Oh yeah, we'll definitely do it for you. Yeah, that's right. I'm just giving you a slap, Gus, because you know, mate, you're just confusing everyone on what you want to do. Okay. Actually, the slap's actually the positive thing, Gus, by the way. So there you go. All right. Well, uh, what do you right, so I'll give it to Grant Atkins. Yeah. Just kick him all these down. A bit of bullying. Uh, and also Joel Wells, because um, Joel I just Wells. put in my head, Joel but Joel Wells, Wells can have one. Joel Hoffo Wells. Yeah. Fancy changing from the Titans to follow the Panthers just because you decided you didn't want to follow a team anymore. Anyone who follow changes teams on a whim isn't a real footy fan because how could possibly go for another team? Hey, Hoffo, always coming after you, mate. <laughs> well, funnily enough, when I was very little, I used to follow Penrith, but then I followed in my mum's footsteps and went with the Titans, so... I actually started out, oh, yeah. actually, well, in fairness, and this is not, I didn't do this as a 26-year-old grown man. Uh, how old is he? Yeah, whatever he is. <laughs> yeah, um, like but when I grew up, I was a kid, the Green Machine was a hot team, so yeah. I loved watching the Green Machine. Brett Mullins was my favourite player. But then eventually you grow up, and sadly I've followed the Tigers ever since. Yeah, What's the Dad, eight? Dad followed Penrith, and so I did as well, but then I was just like, 
I don't really like yeah. watching Penrith but play you, football. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine waking up tomorrow and just going, you know what, I'm never going to follow the Sharks again? Well, just there was one the, – the one thing that stands out, right, the old man was going off. They won a fucking – they smashed someone by about 30. He's going, ah! and I'm like, I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, and then the next game come on and the fucking – I'm like, oh, the fucking Sharks. There you go. Done. Yeah. But as long as you eight, stick. As long but, as, but, yeah. Sorry, what would you say? The I was going to say, what's the age cutoff for you where it's acceptable to maybe have a reason where you switch teams? You know, you're younger. You sort of see for I, me. I, I can 10 what, years old. Yeah, because my whole yeah. f- family supported Penrith. Before you start high school. Okay. Once you start yeah. high school, you can't I'll switch teams. I'll agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. I think 10. I got a 10-year-old daughter, and I reckon now she's smart enough to make her own decision. And you pick and stick as a football fan. I don't care. Or as any sporting <laughs> fan. Um, hey, Hoffo, we love you. <laughs> yeah, but while you stand there, Hoffo, you deserve another one of these. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like I've just randomly picked out a random bloke to his left. No one's ever heard of, but anyway, he's a shithead. Um, if you are listening, Hoffo. <laughs> All right, we need to touch on the uh, the obvious big news, as we've said, uh, my new show with the Auckland Warriors. But um, Phil Gould, Nathan Brown to the Warriors. What are you laughing at? Producer Mariah's lost it. You're a horrible human being. Yeah. <laughs> it must be watching that uh, frothy show. <laughs> She's lost it over here. <laughs> I didn't. All right. Um, so, yeah, they've, the Warriors have signed Nathan Brown. Phil Gould's a coaching consultant. Nathan Brown named five names he wanted this week, and he's done quite well to sign a couple of them ready. So Ewan Atkins heading the Warriors. Kane Evans, a nice signing from Power. I think that's a, a good pickup to, to bolster the forward back. And I guess uh, the pieces are in motion for the Warriors to be a, a force at some point, at some point in the near future. Barney? Yeah, well, their future's all up in the air at the moment, yeah, well, um, especially with COVID and all the rest of it, where they're going to whether they're going to base themselves out in New Zealand next year or they're going to be back in on the mainland over here. Uh, that's probably got a big thing to do with how they set up for the next year, obviously, with the pre-season and all the rest of it. But, um, no, the, everything seems to be trending in the right way. The, the effort's been amazing and, um, you know, they, they haven't backed down that very often this year, so. Yeah, true. No, man, like, uh, basically what I've heard is that the owners of the Warriors have said to Gus, we want you to do here what you've done with Penrith. I know people yap on about the five-year plan for Penrith, but five-year plan, you ne- and at any stage, he did not say, you're going to win a premiership. But you also know, this is effectively the sixth year, and guess what? They probably are going to win a premiership. Yeah. So it, does, does Gus, I think we said this last week, but does Gus actually get enough credit for what he's done at Penrith? Oh, I, I think he does deserve it, because during his time there, they won Harold Matz, SG Ball, under-20s, Reserve grade, and that's the job he's been signed and for. That's what he's done. And now, that's now, now you look, yeah. what the first, what the first grade team is like. And go. The New Zealand junior system, man, fuck. Like if you could drag any, you know, if you could drag a big bulk of players out of any junior league system, you'd be wanting to drag yeah. quite I a remember, few. I remember, I remember the, the issue with the Warriors. Well, I remember, for example, they're just debating quickly about that. Um, I remember, obviously, I remember 05 grand final, but the grand final day used to be the full, you know, it used to be like the full four games. Yeah. Warriors were in every single final. Yeah. Uh, and I think Penrith might have been the other three. Anyway, um, but at that point, if it wasn't that, it was 06, but Warriors were in every one as a junior club. And they're like, this isn't even the best, like, there's better players in union that we're going to get. Rugby, yeah. yeah like, this is even a 
taste of how good yeah. the talent is over there, and it hasn't translated 15 years later. Yeah, so um, the problem with rugby league over in New Zealand, and I'm not, I shouldn't say New Zealand, I should say in Auckland, okay, because mm. I've had a lot to do with one of the young Kiwi kids who've come over to Australia over the years, and, that, and they weren't from Auckland, they were from outside of Auckland or from the South Island. From the provinces, yeah. Yeah, and they've always said Auckland had this mentality was if the boy's not from Auckland, we don't pick him. Yeah. Yeah, right. So they had that sort of like that Queensland mentality that the Queenslanders had earlier on and now you can see how... So we should say one of the Souths, the League, Island and Norths. No, Norths, the, the League. League, yeah, yeah. So yeah, South, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. But, um, and that's the problem with that. Uh, it was for. like... Mr. Maharaj is to blame. Auckland could have had like all these great kids, but because they weren't from Auckland, they didn't want them. Mm. And uh, because you've got to remember, there was a time there where Auckland Rugby League was running the worries as well. <laughs> yeah. And that's just been a bit of an effect. So now having Gus there and create that pathway, a good thing that the worries have done, uh, but unfortunately due to COVID, was. Uh, having a team play in the SG ball competition yeah. because a lot of um, parents of guys who I know now who are older who've playing reserve grade and that they said, Oh, the reason why my boy hasn't got a shot in first grade yet, even though he's been playing in the systems, was that like, he didn't go through the junior system here in Australia. SG ball, Harrowmans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like they came over to play 20s. So it's like, okay, man, well, what can we do for the players? Because what about kids who were leaving New Zealand, yeah. coming over to Australia, go to your Penriths, your Parramatta's, your Canterbury's, because they just wanted to be seen. That sort of harks back to the way that they've pulled the reserve grade and everything out of it. Because if you if you had your reserve grades in your under-21s, yeah. it doesn't really matter if you don't if you miss out on the 16s. If you're in there at 19s and 21... You play with your and you... You get your, yeah. your names up in lights, you know yeah, what I mean? Like but, but, you get but that's chance, the issue, though. But, but that's the issue, though. Like it's over not in, there anymore. Yeah. But, but over over in New Zealand, their rugby union, right, as a 15-year-old or 16-year-old... everywhere. Right, like you can go and be in the... Crusaders Academy at 15, 13, 14. Yeah. Where with the rugby league, mate, you're not wearing that Warriors jersey until 20s. Yeah. Yeah, well, there'd be 15, 16 year olds getting paid to play rugby over there. Yeah, I know yeah. that, but that's what I'm just saying. That's his so, point. So, so there's no <coughs> there's no New South Wales Cup for him to play, and there's no well, they're not, SG they're, Ball. Like, well, they're their own, uh, own energy, aren't they? Well, They've got Radcliffe as their feeder club now for next year, which is going to be really good. Radcliffe have always, I guess, been seen in the Queensland area as one of the upper Queensland So who they, they used to feed Melbourne? Who? Oh, no, uh, uh, Canberra. Brisbane. It was no. well, most recently Brisbane, wasn't it? Radcliffe? Yeah, Radcliffe was Brisbane. Oh, sorry, but then sorry, I, sorry, sorry. I think Brisbane, I guess. Brisbane's always had a luck, you know. So they've had, like, Brisbane's over the years had that many different Yeah. Because well, North North, fed Canberra If you look at all bit. the speculation I know, South the, Logan the next Queensland team, Redcliffe's well, yeah, right yeah. up there. Well, so yeah. Brisbane's probably going to try and distance itself exactly. from Redcliffe. The thing uh, – Well, yeah, there was probably, what, three years ago, they were on – Because Redcliffe have the stadium. Yeah. They have, yeah. They've got big junior development. Mm. It's a big club up there. Mm. I think it was Jarrell, yeah, yeah, in a podcast I listened to a couple of weeks ago. It could have been him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but basically because he was working at Brisbane, I think what happened was Redcliffe was sort of getting – a bit too big for their haunches, Brisbane saw, you know, and instead of helping Redcliffe sort of get up 
to be that next NRL team to sort of strengthen Queensland. Brisbane got a bit of an ego, I guess. Yeah, well, and like they, they ended do. up... Oh, they've they never won the second Queensland team. They, they never did, mate, because Broncos had yeah. the pride of, they were the pride of Queensland. Every Queensland boy wanted to play for the Broncos. Yeah, but back to the Warriors, it's really good now that they've got Redcliffe because now they've not only got their own juniors, a lot of juniors around that Redcliffe area coming so up. The Warriors can have sort of first yep. pick of them now too, which is very good, and hopefully Gus can manage that very well. If anyone's going out like you got to give him the kudos, he will. Or you'll get his, you'll get his yeah. own way nine times out of ten. And, and get Oh, that's always been his strength, mate. He manages, you know, like that's what Penrith brought him in for. That's what, you know, he's a man manager and um, he obviously knows his numbers as well. He's obviously very yeah. good with his numbers. Yeah. So. Well, first and foremost, I think he's got to bring that young New Zealand-based talent through, right? That, that's well, that's him, his that's job. Important. That's what he's been signed it, up for. Exactly. So. But also, it, it also helps now. It's not only really the Titans – the Broncos, even the Cowboys that have sort of a pick of that Redcliffe litter, you know, when the young players are coming through, yeah. the Warriors also have a shot now, which, you know is, which what, is very good for them. You know who it helps more than anybody else? is Nathan Brown. Like yep. They're not going. They're not going to be working side by side. They're not going to be. They, they might talk to each other every now and then. But one's the NRL coach. One's the grassroots coach. But three years from now, if Nathan Brown's still there, yeah, and Gus is doing a good job, like. But look at what Gus has done in um, and this is we talked about it. But the more we think about it, in embracing the Central West. Look at the guts of that Penrith oh, yeah. team that come from South West. Excellence. Charlie Staines. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Staines, yeah. Naden, uh, Tuo. Uh, no, not Tuo. Not Tuo. Sorry, he's A-Yo. Sorry, he's But they rhyme. Was Yo like the first sort of big one that came through from there? Oh, mate, they've had guys that he's like, you know, like before that you had like your Harry Seekers. And believe this or not, guys, when Penrith brought Harry Seeker down the trial for the, I think it was the Harold Matts, they also brought a young Jack Whiten down. Right. No, you go back to Roy Simmons from Golgong, but yeah, you know, but yeah, there no, is, no, no, we are they are close to, yeah. but to actually embrace that community and and, yeah. and find players from yeah. there. And that's right, and they've yeah. took ownership of the Group Ten, Group Eleven. Yeah, give the bloke a country to pick from, and yeah, that's a big area, and there's and passionate league area. We I know when we go out there, passionate league area, yeah, yeah, even yeah. down south, and yeah, it's we've um, we got to go to the um, post office hotel there in Forbes, don't we? Uh, well, I think we've got to add to the list now. The Denman Pig races have been cancelled for a year, so <laughs> sadly that's off for uh, the club Trevor Convoy, but we'll find somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think I think ultimately it's it's good for rugby league if Warriors do well. Um, yeah, good to watch, definitely. and I think it's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows where we're going to be in 12 months. We've, oh, we talked about it yesterday. I'll probably be here drinking beer. <laughs> I know where I'll be, but I'd be like. But I, I even floated the idea last night, chatting to Ollie, that they should just move the whole Big Bash to New Zealand. Um, and avoid any barriers and just let them play cricket over there. And well, thousand dollars a six, somebody's going to go broke. Mm. You just go to New Zealand. We're chasing three hundred. Chasing three hundred in some of those fields. And they're, and they're playing on parks as small as Hell Oval. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, some two fifty, two sixty scores. But hey, it'd be Dougie good. might get one over the fence. <laughs> I mean, I've been there when he's done it a few times. He was there. Don't worry. <laughs> Dog shine somewhere, sunshine. You'd never guess where hit those sixes. <laughs> Have one guess. <laughs> Cow corner. Oh, how'd you guess? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> can, can I um, just break out, break our news? Of course, uh, can. To right. people. So for our listeners, um, it's more so the Beer Garden Empire. The but, Empire. Uh, yeah. Um, so 29th of August. 
Uh, we're going to be down there at Cronulla uh, Caramba for the Kurt Drysdale Day. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do interviews with uh, Michael Leach and a few of the other boys from Cronulla uh, Caramba. Uh, basically, Kurt Drysdale, former Cronulla Caramba Junior, uh, and all that. Uh, he broke his neck uh, playing the game back in 2015, yeah. and ever since, have just uh, raised money just to help help his family out more than anything you know because he's uh, doing it tough and he's uh, basically going to be there for Kurt for his day Kurt Drysdale day so it should be a good day um, out there so I can't wait for us boys to go out there yep and another news for the Big Garden Empire uh, we've got the broadcasting rights to the Penrith Juniors under 6 Gala Day in early September yep so that should be another great uh, time. And, you know, it's the first time that the Gala Day is going to be broadcasted and also going to be in Penrith Stadium. Yeah, um, so that's exciting. So we'll be covering number it. one caller? Oh, man, I think uh, Dag will be oh, number one. Dag, he's number one caller. Yeah, three, we'll have a, <laughs> what do you want to do? Do you want to do the sideline or do you want to do the uh, – hey, I'll, I'll be down on the field. Yeah, Trev will be – we have some roving portals with the cable set up. We have cameras set up. Um, the two Trevs will be out and about. Night, Saturday night. I think we might have a crack be a Friday, research and see how yeah, we go. Man, it's going to be a great yeah. – so, so, no, I can't wait. So, so we might have Barney Nine cans and the two Trevs roaming. Ollie can come down and give us a hand if you want. Sure. I'll, I'll do anything. I'll be, I'll be the sheet kicker. <laughs> don't don't oh. say you'll do anything around this table. Yeah. <laughs> you yourself in trouble doing that. This beer's nearly empty. That's good. So it's just time. Um, yeah, no, guys. So looking forward to it. Really excited for the opportunity. Thanks to Nathan um, for, I guess, offering it to us. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Nathan and Penrith Junior Rugby League. We're looking Lovely. forward to it. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that is going to be basically – we're probably we're, we're very realistic and we're not going to be in a position to live stream just yet but we're going to do a documentary style series on both days where uh, it'll be nice. YouTube series if you've seen the club find the club Trev uh, channel on YouTube and you'll see some of the hour long documentaries we do on our trips and we're going to do it in the same vein uh, the Day with Traddy, which Tre- the two Trevs did. Traddy. Um, Cut up video commentary over the Plenty top. of commentary, we'll play, yeah, some, some um, laughs, some, some interviews, stories. some uh, some highlights, some big hits. and We'll get some um, of our reporters to do some stories, yeah, write up so some we'll stories together. So hopefully yeah, nice. plenty and plenty of content coming out. Very excited and privileged to be asked and to be able to do it and uh, looking very much forward to it. Yeah. As I'm sure people are after an hour and a half to fearing at the best we'll get preview, the preview so we can kick in rugby league. So poor old Barney boy is going to be <laughs> snoring a second in the corner. <laughs> no, not at all. But, uh, storm. But let's get the roosters and storm on. Sorry, hello, Murray. Thursday right? night, 7.50pm oh. at the uh, SCG. At the SCG. So J-Mo's back. Uh, the storm... Uh, have but Papenhausen and Finnecane. Uh, Papenhausen back. Finnecane. Finnecane back. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, obviously we lost Munster for Riley Jacks, but um, interesting, interesting game. Munster um, lucky he didn't lose his head. He is, yeah. Um, interesting game and um, one that I'm, I'm, I'll talk about soon. And I'm quite keen to bet on, but for now I'll let the uh, I'll let the number fourteen off the bench kick off. How are you seeing this game, Ollie? I'm going with the Roosters at the moment purely because of the outs that Melbourne have got. Smith, who we ate. Who knows, maybe a bit of mind games, I don't know. But Smith and Munster at the moment are out. I'm going to go with the Chooks. Yes, they have players out too, but they still got those players we were talking about at the start of the podcast. Teddy, who, yes, is running a bit tired, but he'll be up for this game. 
and Luke Keary to steer the boys around the park. I can't go past the Roosters in this one. You get a feeling Smith's coming back. I don't know. I've just heard people talk. I don't know. It, Melbourne could very well rest him, and I think I think I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards that. I know they said when he first got injured, they said if it was a finals game, they'd needle him up and yeah, they, yeah, get him out there. They basically said he'd be playing next week. Well, as I said could. in yeah. the review, this it doesn't matter really who wins this match because it's not going to make well, a it, pinch of difference. It, it does. On the it could matter for the Roosters because Canberra's only two points behind them. So if Canberra can pick up and Roosters suffer a couple of losses, I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. I'm tipping the Roosters for the top four. Yeah. However. I mean, I guess the Roosters would need to win this one more than the Storm. So th- there is that reason because Canberra are, on paper at least, they're right on their tail. So, But, yeah, I am going with the Chooks for this one. If the Roosters click, I don't think it doesn't matter. If They could finish eighth and if they click, they win. Uh, like, I think they've admitted uh, that oh, – sorry, you can No, um, my key matchup in this is the halves. Um, the – uh, Kiri's going to be out on his own up against Hughes and um, Riley Jacks, is it? They're bringing yep. back in again. My my favourite pop plant. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm keen to watch the centres and the fullback matchups here. Um, obviously, you've got Pappenhausen up against Tedesco. And um, in the centres, you've got... Um, there's too much footwork and speed speed in the centres, for my opinion, for the Roosters to lose this game. Roosters are a bit light in the forwards. Um, Storm should win that, but uh, the Storm are going to be light on direction in, as far as I'm concerned. I don't think there's anyone in that team at the moment that's going to steer them around the park and get them to where they need to be. So I've got the Roosters 1-12. to 12. I'm going to go man of the match, Manu. His form in the last two to three weeks has been ultra impressive and I expect him to get a lot of ball. And I think he's, he'll end up man of the match and I'm going to go first try um, Morris on his return back on that right-hand side. I um, was so gung-ho to want to tip Storm here um, because I think they'll win the comp. But the outs, it was said today, we never had Munster and Smith out together. They've never won a game. And that's a massive out for... Uh, Understandably so. Yeah, and that's a, that's a massive out. Um I still am gung-ho and bullish that the Roosters are a little bit busted and the thing is they haven't been losing, though. They look like they've been due to lose, but they just haven't been. Yeah, if they can't get the ball out on the edges <sighs> fast enough, yeah, they won't. I think that if you can try um, – I think this this, this last week, this week and next week are massive, massive, almost career-defining moments for Brandon Smith because the yeah. cheese now is essentially the third-choice hooker there. If Cameron Smith plays on, um, Brandon Smith might not have a job next year because Harry Grant, well, he will. He'll have a job somewhere. Yeah. Probably at the Tigers from whatever day. Might not be at the store. But um, Harry Grant's obviously the first pick. um, And if he can't lead a team around, but he's now played enough footy. He's a Kiwi hooker. He's now played enough footy. He's got to probably show something this week. Um, so almost from a romantic point of view, I'm going to actually tip him as a man of the match. Yeah, no. Uh, Vunavalo first try score and Storm by six is where I'm going. Um, but every part of me screaming it's a bad tip. But as a punter, they are $2.75, and I think that's massive overs in a two-horse yeah, race. that's the wrong price. Um, where it should be probably a $1.80 to a two twenty. And if one of those other key plays we mentioned were in for Melbourne, that'd be easy or done. And I th- it's screaming at me. I won't talk about it necessarily in a – Hunting disaster class, but it's two dollars seventy five is a price I want to take from Melbourne. Yeah, Munster and Smith in there, they're even yeah, dollar sixty five, dollar ninety five each, and a bit of busted east. Um, but 
There's a tipping point here. Cordner, interesting stuff day. Cordner's out for six weeks. Cordner's a mess. Um, obviously, Sonny Bill's coming, but he's, let's be honest, he's not going to make a difference. There's This is an acid test for roosters, and I think uh, we'll know more, obviously, come Friday morning is where they sit. Maybe it's a game Teddy's been waiting for. Maybe it's a game Teddy pops and needs a week off. I don't know. It's I said um, in the uh, review, uh, the uh, reckon Takiyahu and Tillip, Tilipunu is going yeah. to be. They're going to have to be massive because they're holding that pack up at the moment. Yep, and pretty much single handedly. Pretty much single handedly. That's where the and storm they're up against Fanukan, Asifa Solomon, blokes like that who are playing big, big games every week. And this is an asset. That's test. where the storm beat you. They beat you in the forwards first, and then they destroy you in the outside mm. backs, like they mm-hmm. did to the dogs last week. And if yeah, if the Roosters can't match it in the middle, they're going to struggle. Yep. Uh, Papadazan, um might be his time to shine too. Who knows? Um, any thoughts here, Trev? Man, I'm going to go Melbourne. I, I just think... Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go Melbourne with this game. No other obvious reason except for that um, they're just going to keep on pushing Penrith all the way uh, and just wait for Penrith to slip up between now and the final series and uh, take that minor premiership. Yeah. No, I think I think it's a ripper game, and I think I think from a premiership point of view, if, if Storm win this, I think you can almost pen the Roosters. I'm but st- that said, they have got six blokes back. Apparently, next week, round fifteen, there's six blokes coming back. I'm still back on the chooks for the comp, even if they do lose this. Okay, that's oh. cool. Well, I think you want to wait until about a week out before the finals before you put a pen through the Roosters because the, oh, they've got right. so much coming back. Uh, yeah. not, not even a week before the finals, as long as a team they the, get to the, the finals. The Roosters and the Storm could finish seventh and eighth, and they're still contenders for me. Can Roosters win the comp if Tedesco's on one leg by the time he gets to the final? Not if he's on one leg. Now I, I think he'll have a break beforehand, though. Like what you were saying a couple of weeks. Well, they'll rest him. They'll rest him as tigers. They got tigers coming up. They'll rest him. He'll need a week. And I think it'll do him good. Like I think he he's the type of player who probably, if they needed him to, could push on and still put in a, an above average performance. But to get him at his best, give him a couple. And I think Kieran needs a week too, and I think they don't need to just give him the week. They need to go. All right, you're a week off training. And then That's what to, you're yeah, half Tedesco a week needs, off training. Tedesco needs back. to be told. Right, you got you got two days. Go home. Go and play a PlayStation. Sleep. Yeah. Have a swim. You know, whatever. And I think Kieran is the same because Kieran is absolutely busting his ass just to make any spark out of the halves in that. Because even when Flanagan was there, like he'd he'd go to a side, but Kieran was the bloke that was coming around behind him and making, then finishing the play. Like he'd sort of get it to a point, but Kieran was. Kiri's their whole creative spark. Yep. And Tedesco follows that up. And this, the this is my whole point of what I've been saying the last few weeks is that you can run these guys into the ground. Yeah. Um, they need to ease them up. But. All right, we get to the Friday night, 6 o'clock game, Warriors, Panthers um, up north there. 6 p.m. Central Coast yep. on the Friday. Obviously, Warriors lose Hetherington for four weeks. Um, word is Dylan Edwards probably going to come straight back in now. He's been named extended thing. They're, they're quite keen he'll start. Aiken's done a good job. But Aiken's done a great job, but um, Dylan Edwards has been playing career best 42. Uh, another Kiwi, I guess, there. Um, Barney, we want to kick off here? Yeah, I think the key matchup in this is the front row. Um, the Warriors with the young fella, Tanoa Brown. He's been doing a bang-up job all year, but I don't think that he's got the support this week. And I think um, Tamau and Fisher-Harris just run all over the top of the Warriors' uh, pack, to be honest. Uh, I, I want to 
watch the halves because obviously it's an interesting matchup. You've got um, Katoa gone into six, mm. which yeah doesn't mm. fill me with any confidence at all. And uh, and uh, in the centres, Hikau, uh, Hiku, and who's the other one? Jennings, uh, Pompey. Hiku and Pompey have been going So Tyro okay. May's playing three this but week. Tyro so May's gone into the centres and he's going to be matching up against Hiku. Mm, defensively. Probably not bad in defence, but yeah, attack, I don't know. Uh, Penrith has just been way too good. Uh, the Warriors have been impressive recently. Their effort's been amazing and they, they put in every week, but they're going to have to be even better than what they've been to win this. Um, I've got Penrith, Penrith 13 plus I think they just um, dance all over the the Warriors middle and Fisher Harris man of the match first try Liam Martin on the edge I think they're going to go to the other edge this week and then they'll go back to kick out again after that and yep. and play, play and play annoying there um, and I believe 2 is only a week away as well so they've got um, good issues coming up uh, Tyro May has been fine since he's been back. Actually, he's, he's been pretty uh, tough, man. He's, yeah, he he's seems like a nasty little dude. Just, um, just uh, interesting aside. Um, the more I think about, it, the more I think Trent Barrett has to take Matt Burton with him if he's going to have any hope next year. Like, no, who else yeah. can he get? I think he will. He's going to try and have to offer him six fifty or whatever and get him there. And well, Clune looks an option, but he needs nah, someone with. Like him. There has to be. He's got three minutes to spare. They got to try and get some money. Panic won't be happy about it, but if Barrett's going to make a statement, he needs to have a, a sign in. Say, hey, Matt Burton's going to be about five eight for the next five years, and anyway, it's just a, just because his name is on the extended bench, yeah, he's too good a player to be sitting at twenty. Um, Trev, yeah, I'm going to go with the Panthers. Uh, they're just red hot at the moment. You can't like I'm not. Gonna, the Warriors are even going to do two, one or two things. They're going to play like the Warriors, but we all know. Which is really no good. Or play like the new Or play like the Warriors that we or, know. <laughs> or they're going to play like the loners that we know. Mm. The loners. Yeah. No, nah, mate. No, nah, but overall, you know, like, I, I just think, uh, use your words again, Peter Hiku. I don't think he's going to... Um, no. He, 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 he won't be able to be that flat track bully that he, that nah. you like saying. So this week it's going to be tough for him. Uh, mate, Penrith's just red hot at the moment. They're, their forwards are doing the hard yards and their backs are scoring tries. So uh, it's like uh, the old um, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis tells a joke, Dean Martin gets the girl. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. So the forward, forwards do the hard work and back score the tries and get all the glory. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Got to go with the Panthers as well. You think back to earlier this season, it ended up 26-0. I'm pretty sure I don't think we get that. I think the Warriors put in a good shift. I'm still going Penrith 13+. plus. The only team that's really come close to beating Penrith in recent weeks are the Gold Coast Titans. I just want to put it out there. And <laughs> um, <laughs> no good team. But yeah, um, but I really hope it's a good game because I'll be heading to the Central Coast for this one. It's my first time at Central Coast Stadium, so I'm hey, up for love it. it. Nice, um, but it's a good stadium. You report guys back. Been there? No, I haven't been there. No. You'll love it, mate. Well, apparently it's four Cast is going to be raining, um, so hopefully we're under a bit of cover. Otherwise, oh, no cover there, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's like a little bit I've seen on TV. So hopefully, um, if it is row. pouring down rain, they make up for it with a, a good game from both sides. I want to see great game of football. Two dollar ponchos at the gate, mate. You'll be right. That's it. Um, for me, I'm not going to. Uh, producer Murray's angry. We've already gone for four and a half hours, but um, that's all right. Uh, Panthers are going to win this. Uh, Nathan Cleary is going to get another three Dalian points, so he finishes second. Um, 
Stephen Crichton, first try scorer. He's gonna, I think, uh, he's gonna put in a shell against Pompey and um, and the edge there with Naden outside him now, and it's gonna be thirteen plus. Uh, looking forward to all of them. Looking forward to seeing how well, like I said, blokes like Liam Martin, blokes like um, uh, Isaiah, Yo, like they're just if good to watch. It's good to watch a good football. They're a well trained team. I'll give them that, and they're um, crisp, and they're the best team in the comp, and they're gonna show it again this week, Mate, and. Yeah. Um, I love watching Brent Aiden play. Yeah, so do I. I actually really do. He's just explosiveness. His um, ability to beat a guy, get outside a guy. He's just... Um, it's a credit to Stephen Crichton. You think back to when the season first resumed, he wasn't in the side, Naden. No. He got back in through injury. And now they're going to probably get back to... They're going to have a choice to make next couple of weeks where, what, three of those six blokes can have to sit out soon. Yeah, well, you got... Because you got 2-0 Stains, coming back. Stains coming back. I don't know if Stains... I think Stains will end up sitting you out. Have lent someone to the Warriors or... Maybe Charlie Staines plays a couple of games here at the end of the season. Imagine that. He scored six tries in 100 minutes and he gets lent out. It's good problems to have. Wish I had him. All right, Eels and Dragons. Uh, the main event on the Friday night. Madison back for the Eels, which um, obviously forces the bench reshuffle there. Corey Norman back at six for the Dragons. It's um, I'm, 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 I was really really hyped up to want to tip the Dragons, but you just can't. Yeah, they just they just miss well. they just miss that. Something, and it's like you just you know they're going to be in the contest. You know you're going to be a so You know that Duffy's going to create something. You know Lamb's going to score a try. You know that um, again is make a hundred tackles, but they're just not going to beat Parramatta. And I wish they. I wish there was. And it won't be my match, but they're just missing something. So I'll finish up first. Ravalar will score the first try. I think again. Um, but it'll be Madison on his return man of the match and one to twelve para. Class will prevail there. But I think Parramatta, uh, they're not on a downward spiral, but they've almost plateaued, I think. But yeah, I think they're pretty close to their bottom, to be honest. Um, yeah. They've been unimpressive for two to three weeks now. now. But they have been winning. They've been ugly. Yeah, but, yeah. And if we're given East credit, yep. want a job. we've got to give Parra credit. But I think if it wasn't Easts, you'd be saying the same thing, whereas Parra are Parra and you're going, oh, Parra are done. Yeah, but, well, Parra didn't deserve to win last week and they probably didn't deserve to win the week before either, to be honest. I think they probably should have lost the last two games that they've played. Well, they lost to Manly. Tigers had the chance, should have probably beaten them. And um, Sharks should, Sharks should have probably beaten them. Yeah, but, um, but they haven't. You know, back and Bank West and they're still doing a great job. Uh, the key matchup I've got is front rowers. Um, Dragons don't get close in this front. Um, that's right. That's what it did me. don't even get... They don't get anywhere near it. You got Laurie and somebody else against RCG and freaking there. But then you keep going. Matter. So you got Madison and Sean Lane, who's red yeah, hot. Yeah, the, the, and then Nathan Brown. The key watchers are the fullbacks. You got Gutho up against Dufty, which should be a highlights package in oh. its own. And then uh, the five eights. Um, you got uh, what? You got Dylan Brown up against Norman coming back in for the Dragons. Uh, Dragons have gone back to their proven combos. They've gone back to Hunt at nine, and 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 that was working for them before they tried to fuck around with it last week, and then yep. got fucked over. Again. Well, all the mail was but, um, Tristan Saylor starting this week, but they've gone back and named Norman and blah he's blah been blah. And um, he's been in good. The minutes that he's been given. Uh, he, Norman's probably still ahead of him in the pecking order at the moment, and that's probably why they've gone that way, but. Um, I think the forwards for Parramatta just win momentum, uh, momentum game. The only reason I haven't gone Parramatta 13-plus is because they've been pretty scratchy the last couple of weeks. Uh, man of the match, I think Brown is just going to be 
yeah, nasty, dirty human just yep. get in there and do everything that nobody else wants to do. And first try score it is uh, just your man. My car. Your man crush. He's not my man crush, man. He's one of the boys. Oh, he's fucking up he's there. One of the boys. He's fucking he's he's one up the boys, there. Man. We go back. All right, keep going, Trev. Tell us what, what, what do you think. Uh, no, Parramatta's going to win this one. Uh, if it's a dry track, mate, I reckon they're going to uh, tally up the score. Yeah, right. I reckon yeah, they'll put up. a good performance on. Now, I know like we've just been talking about how they've played some ugly games and won, but that's what you expect from the good teams as well. Oh, yeah, good teams do that, yeah. they got to learn to win when it's... Um, that, that, that's ugly. right. We're all good. That's what, that was my point. We're all saying, oh, East are fine. Well, you got to sort of say Para are fine. Yeah. Really? No, I've never said East are fine. That's him. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, East are winning the comp, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but, no, but Para Maddo is going to win this. Having Maddo back is going to be a big difference. Oh, massive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should be an absolute massive in. He was the best second row run round before that's he right. got hurt. Oh, definitely. You know, and he's an origin second row now. And, and the dragons are still without Paul Vaughan. So, mm. oh, so I did mention it actually. Um, so um, Boyd retired. Yeah, Shannon, oh, Boyd. Shannon Boyd. Boyd retired. Yeah. Um, gone now, aged twenty eight. He just he's, he's had enough. His body factored in. Work on the farm. He's, yeah, he's, he's going back, back to the family bush. farm in Cowra. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you just um. You probably end up mate. playing. You probably end up playing for the Cowra Magpies in Group Ten. Well, cool. We might call him on the back of a truck uh, next when year sometime. Last, when was the last time you remember Shannon Boyd having uh, a Canberra about five years ago? 16, yeah. 17. Played, played for played Australia. Played Origin too, didn't he? Played Origin. Two thousand sixteen. Two thousand seventeen. He played for Australia. Definitely played for Australia. He's had, yeah. he's had he a lot of injury bench. problems no, over the last two or three years. Yeah, big human um, being and just an awkward, mate, awkward build. He was always a good football mate, player. But yeah, I wish him all the best, obviously. Um, Ollie, wrap this one up. Parramatta 1-12 to for me. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dragons are winning like a 10-0, 10-4 at halftime, though, based off of the, the past few weeks. I yeah, well, that's the what they do. They do best. They've been starting really slow, Parramatta. Yeah, I think – well, the Dragons have been starting. Dragons have been starting. They have played a – Lomax have played Aiken. Mm. Yeah. So I think the Dragons will start hot. A bit of a slow start from Parramatta, but I think towards the end of the first half, that's when Parra will start kicking. So I'm thinking maybe a 10-4, something like that. Well, it's happened. Um, Dragons, but Parra will win. Para, have, uh, yeah, the last month they've just been down four ten six and um, well four ten nil and then started just wrestling it back and wrestling it back and I think you look at the Dragons two against South Sydney had a good lead on them same the thing. first half yeah. so gave it up yeah same thing week before yeah um, yeah fair enough yeah uh, very good anyway Sharkies. Uh, against the Titans at Jubilee, probably still underwater, so they've got to pack the snorkels here. Sharks, Jack Williams comes back onto the bench. Uh, Titans unchanged after the big win, and we'll let our uh, we'll let our uh, Tyrone Peachy number fourteen over here have his crack first. Going, Ollie. Sharks. I'm not going to try to be biased or anything here. I think oh the come on, mate! The, come on. Titans by 60, like I said the other week. (laughs) Yes, excellent. All right, let's move on. Sharks, I think. Look, I don't think Sharks win 40 to 10 like last time. I I think it'll be a closer game, although the Sharks are looking a a, a better side than them, but so are the Titans. So I think it'll be a closer game. Sharks should be in control for most of the game. I think we'll see good things out of the Titans, but Cronulla should get it done. I think we could see Sean Johnson have an absolute field day, though. Um but yeah, uh, look with the Titans, I think they're a chance maybe against the Bulldogs and the Broncos. They got them back to back in round seventeen and eighteen. Honestly, I'm, they're going to put in good performances, but I think those are the next two they win, and that'll be it. Hopefully, they just look good in these games. That's what I'm hoping. 
I'm going to go with uh, with the Sharks, but I, I think it's going to be close. I think it's be a grind. I think it's be a ten point game at best. I think um, the Sharks back row is going to actually be a bit of a difference here. Rudolph, um, the bloke I just said before that it named Talakai, and um, the right. young for- the young forwards are now the difference. The young forwards are keeping him games. Wade Graham as well. Um, are keeping him in these games. And now fight up Proctor. That's a good clash there. I'm going to go Kelly first try. I'm going to go Sean Johnson man of the match because when push comes to shove, he's going to put three or two or three tries on there. But I think one to 12 is the fair bit for me. Trev? Oh, hello there. J- j- sorry, just to pop in, I've learned that there are three guarantees in life. Mm-hmm. Death, taxes, and Anthony Don to score a try. It doesn't matter if the Titans yeah. get flogged or if it's a close game or if the Titans win. He always just somehow uh, scores a try. So, and he just anytime, signed an extension today. We didn't talk about that. He did sign a contract extension today. Yeah. Uh, so he's already the record holder, but he's going to... Start accept. building the statue next year. We'll probably get to 100 tries, hopefully. First Titan to get to 100. And yeah, death, taxes, Anthony Don to score. Anytime try. All right, when he gets to 100, we'll play the Sopranos him for what he's worth or did they sign him for what when he came out and went I'll fucking play for you for 50 grand did they yeah, just I, yeah, I hope they play 50 grand, grand. Yeah, <laughs> 50 grand plus free very good business from Holbrook Andy gets a happy meal voucher that every. never ends well free Maccas does not end well <laughs> well <laughs> that's how uh, anti yeah. Milford no I was going to say that's going to just say something. go very on um, Trev go yeah I'm going to go with the Titans in this one ding ding that like I just feel, you know, we're working towards something special and they keep on going the way they are. They can only upset a few teams, ruin a few team seasons and uh, I think uh, they're going to start here with the Sharks. They, um, this was the game, hello, and um, and as I said, the Dragons game where I s- you just feel something's up. There's going to be something in one of these games where there's an upset. I don't know which way to go, but I've played safe in both of them. Um, I might regret it, but um, there's a bit of blood in the water there. No pun intended for Sharks fans, Barney, because what do you think? Oh, well, the key matchup's going to be the halves. Um, The Titans have two two, um, halves that are about half a half, and then the Sharks have got one that's half decent and the other one that... It's half a half. <laughs> it's a quarter. So, <laughs> so you got one half versus one and a quarter half. Yeah, my my watch on the game is at locks. So I'm really looking forward to Rudolph up against McGinnis. Been bo- uh, McGinnis, sorry, fucking Jai Arrow. Um, that should be a really good matchup. But isn't he? Um, sorry, tell your story and I'll ask a question. Uh, the hookers. We got Braley up against who's by uh, Pete's. Mm-hmm. Pete's has come back. He's been really good since he's come back, but Braley's been consistent and honest all year. Uh, and the back row. I think the Sharks win it in the back row. Uh, they've both been really good with form and effort coming into this game. Uh, the last three games for both teams have been full of effort and full of um, you know uh, attacking play. Uh, I think the Sharks win 13+. plus. I think man of the match, Graham, I think they're going to terrorise that left-hand side. And I think kick, they love they do like when they play well they love that kick behind play from Graham. But they haven't done it for like yeah. six to eight weeks, yeah. which is starting to concern me. Which we touched on last week with Kickow and yeah. So don't be surprised if Chuck go down that left hand side and just push that left hand side all night. Um, I think first try might be Braley just sniffing around at um, at Hooker and he might do a Dylan Brown thing where five different people go oh he he tried to pass it oh uh, fuck what no he didn't. Mm. But mm. Nah, nah. Makes I hand, wouldn't surprise it? me if the Titans win. To be honest, um, the Sharks can be really good on their day, and they can be fucking absolutely horrible as well. So, 
Well, we mustn't forget too, I think when the Sharks put the Titans to the sword earlier in the year, 40-10, to 10, a lot of people were saying the Titans could have won that game too because that, that was when they were coming off the win against the Broncos. Now they're coming off a big win, a similar win against the Cowboys. So that'll be interesting to see. I just have a question for you guys on the Titans. Yep. Do you see them possibly finishing any higher than 13th or possibly lower? Do you think they might drop back down? No, do they will. Thir- 13th? I don't think they'll drop back down. They won't drop down. Brisbane uh, Brisbane are there. Bulldogs are there with both their runs. Toss up with the Warriors. Toss up with the Dragons. Cowboys are... Cowboys. Cow- Cowboys are on downslide. Um... Titans will finish the highest of the Queensland teams is my final. I don't know. If Morgan comes back to where he was, Cowboys are half a chance, but... In, well, we'll get to that in a sec because it's interesting now with drink water there as well. There's some combos to come back there. Um, what do you think? I think probably 13th now. I, I, don't, I can't see them going any higher. It'll be tough for them to go lower, maybe 14th with the Cowboys. But as a fan, that makes that because at least you know in the next six weeks they're going to win well, at, two or three. I think two. Uh, Bulldogs yeah. and Broncos back to back, seventeen eighteen. But um, look, at the start of the season, I said as a Titans fan, I'd be even happier if they finished last. But there was signs of improvement, as in they were putting in a consistent effort. Because that, right. that was the big thing last year. They're putting in a consistent effort, and you know what? They're thirteenth. They're not last. So as a Titans fan, I'm over the moon. My yeah. effort this year's been massive. Your opinion? Yeah, but I think the Titans could probably finish a little bit higher than what they're in at the moment. As I said before, like I reckon they're going to upset a few teams and derail a few teams' uh, season. You know my problem? Not my problem. Maybe my problem. My I opinion so. is um, I've got lots of them. Uh, is winners win and losers lose? And the more you think about it, it's like you can do all the improvements in the world for the Titans, but ultimately they're the Titans and they lose. It's the same as Sharks are the Tigers. It's the same as, as well. being. There's just teams. And you just go. It doesn't matter what you do. They just it doesn't change, and it's like yeah, it's frustrating because you get so close and you don't. And it's like it's been a lot of change there, but Titans. I think they're enough. The thing is, that's a pot. They're, they're a club on the up, and a, and a club now of self. It's amazing what self belief does, and it's amazing what um, momentum for does. A flaky half. Yeah, he exactly. Come out and have the best game of his career and yeah, just yeah. wipe the sharks off the park. But yeah, he could also come out and drop twenty four balls and fucking. And we'll wax lyrical about if he, if he does, we'll be, we'll tell you straight up exactly what it should be. But um, Cowboys Souths and North. Queen. Now the now the, well, the other question I want to ask is Jai Arrow. Where's he at? Like he's going to South. New, yeah, so where he's right now, New South Wales, former New South Wales Lock, I guess. Queensland. Queensland. Oh, Queensland Lock, sorry, he's too. Um, I think he needs a bar. He doesn't lose Up there, well. terrible haircut. He's going to Souths now. He'll end up in the back row for Queensland. No he probably has to. Who's going to pick else. him? Yeah, that's right. Kevin Walters um, was even saying during the commentary last week, I think he put it like a joke. He's like, oh, he might need to go get a haircut before I pick him for Origin, something like that. So yeah. I think he's... like, To be honest, like majority of the year he's been average. But his average is better than. But I think him playing where he's been playing, so he's been doing a lot more work than he's. Yeah, he's doing hard yards instead of the flair and the stuff he's done in the past. But South, I think South suits him. I think that's a good that's a good fit for both teams. A bit like Ryan James with um, Canberra. Good fit. Yeah, well, they might fuck Crichton off and put him on that side, and he might pass the ball to Manu. And- who knows? You might be right. Who's to know? One thing I really like is that especially Jai, playing for Jairo is no longer far and away the Titans' best player. Last year there was such a gap. Maybe Brimson was. Fodder Waker's been there. your best player this year. I think. Yeah, Fodder Waker, and he was even in good my last opinion, year. He's been 
the Titans' best this mm. year. And we've got him locked up too, which is good, him and Brimson. So that'll be good. We did that last He's year. He's a beast. He's a- now, I'll butt in uh, halfway through the preview because we didn't do any super coach, Barney. All right. Do you want to do some of that? Coach. Yeah, let's do that. So we had our um, the, our top two play off. Our top two undefeated players, Aaron versus Danon. Danon come out on top there. So now, does Aaron- this mean we have to, I have to get Danon on the show? I hope not. Danon. Good, I won't. No. Danon. I think you'll like it. He's actually all right. He's, he, he, he's the, he likes talking about Dana. The biggest one-eyed fucking Paramount of sport oh, yeah. you'll ever see. Yeah, he doesn't life. like refs either. Yeah, he hates the refs. Yeah. Even though he was one himself. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but Dana is a massive fan of Dana, so whoever he's talking about. He's fucking Danan. absolutely flying. It's super coach, and he's on 22 points, undefeated. Aaron on 20. Kyle's um, had two back-to-back losses, but he's bounced back this week. On He's on 18 points, and Daggy on 16 points, rounding out the four. Daggy's playing Hoza this week. Mm, I've made him lose, moved up the Dubbo and absolutely forgotten about Supercoach, so you should get a win out of that. He's one. got a nice team, actually. I was looking today. No, nah, he got fucking 900 points last week. He's given up, man. He had like three or four players that didn't play. He's got Sofidi <laughs> <got Sophie, laughs> yeah, back, yeah. But he gets Sofidi back. Like he's going to eat. He will, points, but he will just, jag me. I know. He's still, he's, still Victor, he's still got Victor Ragley in his team, so Damo's if I lose that, I'll get all. Cameron, who's, who you towed up last week by about 200 points. Third versus fourth, you did well there. Or fourth versus fifth, yeah. And I have the opportunity of regaining the belt. Good. That nobody's ever seen. Because we haven't it's played still yet. still under your brother's fucking bed, I think. We haven't played it, so you can win it this week. Yeah. Dana yeah. was supposed to, uh, not Dana, who's the other tall bloke? Damo. That's the one. Yeah, Damo was meant to win it last week. You were meant to win it the week yeah. before. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'll tell you what crack. happened. Cameron Smith, yeah. the, reaper, the Reaper struck. i done this week, all right? Yeah. Fucking Put your microphone in your mouth so everyone can hear. But yeah, no, I've got a chance for the belt this week. Watch me fucking fall apart and score about 800 points and get annihilated. But yeah, super coach. Any thoughts? Uh, obviously, injuries, uh, the, the, the waves coming back in. We've got some people returning. Any super coach opinions for this week? Opinions, takes. Oh, the hot glances, PODs, as they say. You're not trying to make any money now. So basically, what you're trying to do is find someone who's on about 400 grand that's not going real good and then trade him out for a bloke who's on 170 grand that's not going to play because you don't want him playing because auto emergency, VC shit. You won't be able to That's do. a whole nother well, level actually, of Supercoach it, it, talk. Which but it popped up, actually, case in point was last weekend where the winner of the whole thing played the vice-captain. Yeah, he got 170 points, he played, ended up um, being 350 yeah, points. Yeah, he played the uh, VC thing for Kaponga, which uh, you can explain to the lesser mortals amongst us. Yeah, well, so basically what the whole idea is you pick your captain and your vice-captain every week. So generally what you want to do is have your vice-captain play first and if he scores more than about 100 points, you you change your captain out for someone who's not going to play because then you get automatic double points for your vice-captain vice-captain. and then you get your auto-emergency, which is generally about 20 or 30 points. So it has to be around 100, 110 because then if you work out the averages, you get 220 points plus your 20, which gives you 250, whereas if you have an average bloke who's on 70, you only get 140. 
So plus last week, what someone did is after Ponga put the brush for us for 170 points, they uh, oh, as soon as it's they, above uh, about 100 points, if your voice captain's over 100 points, oh, yeah, you find a captain that's not going to play, and then you get those double points because they're guaranteed points. Yeah. So basically, you never want your captain playing before your vice captain. It's a whole like this. This is a fucking two three hour Deep discussion if you yeah. want to get right into fucking super coach and fucking talk all about that all that shit. But basically, you want your captain to be your best player, but your vice captain to be your second best player that plays before your captain. So if he has a ball tear of a weekend, gets 150, 160 points, he becomes your captain, and then you trade it out from there. But it's all markets and numbers and, yeah. Fancy schmancy stuff. That's why we get all involved in it, because we like numbers and... Well, it's the height of my week, Supercoach. It all comes back to cricket. It does. Yeah, averages, batting averages, bowling averages, fucking... Struck rates. Numbers. So, um, yeah, so for me, just for those that play along at home, listen to me, um, I've bought in McGuinness this week as hooker and uh, and Gutho survived the week. He didn't die, um, didn't even though it was never, ever going to be part of that game. He got about 16 points, but... Didn't yeah, I didn't. So you kind of killed him. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but I bought him and J-Moz back this week, so I was quite out of myself. They're good ins. Um, but that's a super coach wrap just there, and we're going to get back to our Saturday 5 o'clock game now. No real Candy Crush games this week, which is – or maybe the 7.30 game, um, which is a testament to the game. Sunday. Yeah, that is true, but I'll, I'll be there. Um, Cowboys Bunnies at uh, 5.30 on a Saturday. Interesting drink water back at 1, um, which moves Hammer to the wing. Asiata back on the bench for the Cowboys and Sewell back for the Bunnies, obviously. Good, good, good game. But um, Barney, you can start while I um, meet right. myself and burp. Any news on Holmes? Because the only reason... Well, last thing I was going to try and lend him out or get rid of him or something. Or... <laughs> They're not going to get rid of him. But the only reason I can see Drinkwater going back to one is to get Hammer back on the wing and get him used to playing wing because Holmes is coming well, back. Well, long term, that's going to be the plan. But um, oh, the the hookers are the um, I think the hooker defines this game. The South's hookers are fucking heaps better than the Cowboys hooker. Robson's had some pretty good games this year, but yeah, in a, in a poor team. Robson. When push comes to yeah, when push comes to shove, and the forwards are both smashing each other up in the middle. If it's if it's even, Stevens Cook wins that by a mile. Um, Gonna, you have to watch the halves and the fullback because that's basically the defining position in this game. Uh, the Cowboys' changes look um, they look beneficial actually. Uh, what what they've done with the way they've changed up their back line. Um, well, basically, I think they're going to play the two five. Or obviously, I didn't watch last week, so Ben Hampton at six. I don't quite have an opinion on just yet, but they're just going to play probably the left and right. Well, ben Hampton's not Trump. a first grade footballer to be honest. Yeah. Um, what wasn't um, Arcee playing right? I don't know what's happening. I don't know. He might slap the coach. Who knows? Potentially. But, um, yeah, the, the the changes look good, but Morgan's shoulder worries me. Like I love, that's di- I love how that's in-depth analysis. He might have slapped the coach. Yes, he probably did. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, how many – like, Morgan missed more tackles than he made coming back from a shoulder injury. That's not – Yeah. that is not a good sign. Um, I've got South 13 plus to be honest I think um, Cook's going to have a breakout game I think he's going to dominate this game and okay. that, that frees up the back line with Walker and Luttrell and I think Luttrell's going to score the first try yep Trev 
Yeah, I'm going to go uh, with South Sydney here. I just think uh, I'm expecting a big one from Damien Cook. I think it's time for him to step up to show everyone why he... Haven't we said that a lot this year? Yeah. I feel like I'm repeating. He hasn't done it yet. That's he hasn't right. done it yet, but this, this has to be it for him. You know, because he has to step up. He's the incumbent New South Wales and Australian number nine. Yeah. And at the moment, he's not playing like it. No. no. He's not really got much competition, though. I, I wouldn't say. Yeah, his competition's happy for New South Wales, but I think incumbent speaks volumes for New South Wales because uh, they don't have to change. Well, with how Cook can play in origin as well, with how he's played Cook's biggest year, problems. He, the, also, um, salute for me realising that my microphone cord can make it to the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, I think Cook's biggest problem is the leg speed from his forwards. He doesn't get the quick play the balls. The only bloke who's given him quick oh, play the balls is Murray. Like, yeah. no, nobody else in that four pack's given him Fast play the balls. Tommy's been awesome, but he doesn't. He, 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 he just, he's he battering Rams and then just sort of gets up and does his best. But um, Tom Burgess has, has been great, but not you're right. Leg speed's a, a different thing altogether. He, he he makes a dent in the line, but he doesn't get up and get that quick play the ball. The only one that's doing it is Murray. Um, uh, Moga was pretty good last week, and I expect him to be even better again this week. But yep. Um. Just, uh, I, I think they've realised. I know Reynolds, Reynolds is kicking takes precedent a lot of time, but I think they've realised to play straighter through that ruck and through uh, the the Aboriginal connection there with um, or Indigenous correction, I suppose to be more particularly correct with uh, Cody and Latrell. I think's working now. I think they've found their harmony, and I think that's going to work this week. AJ first try scorer for them. Souths. One to twelve, I think Cowboys will hang on well enough. And Latrell, man, I think Latrell's going to have a. He, he was just peaking before he did the stupid stuff a few weeks ago, and I think he's just starting to find a bit of a, a bit of spark again. And I, I, I like his hands. I like what he offers. Um, and I think he'll play well this week. You guys, I, I think so too. I, I see Souths winning and Latrell having a good game. The thing that worries me for Souths though, and this is more come finals time, they could be an in and out team purely because you look at Souths this season. They beat the teams below them. Latrell has really good games against Latrell's two best games this season for me have been against the Titans and the Warriors. And yes, while what's my line, Trevor? <laughs> and. Uh, uh, you know, every, Doesn't it sound everyone, up trail? Everyone's been hyping him up saying, yeah, he had a great game. You know, They were against the Titans and Warriors, and he's had good games against teams lower than South Sydney on the ladder. But you know what? That, that, that South Sydney as a whole as well. I shouldn't just be pointing out to Latrell. Mm. I think come finals time, at the moment, it's looking like, because Newcastle, uh, not last week, but in general, recently they've had a bit of a drop-off. I think South and or Newcastle are going to be lucky that they're probably going to face off in the first week of the finals because if they were versing anyone else, I think they both go but out straight away. But here's the thing. Um, there's, six, there's six teams you can circle, including the Tigers and including – actually, probably including the Cowboys and probably including the Titans, that it could all finish six and it won't mean anything. Souths are one of them. It just happens to be Souths are the best of that group. Yep. And Newcastle right. are the best of that group. That doesn't mean shit. They're going to finish there. It won't matter. It won't matter where they finish because yeah. they're not going to make a difference. Yeah, 100%. They just happen to be the best of the rest. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no. Keeping you up. Sorry, no, no, no. Keeping a few people. No, uh, like, as I said They're before. They're all broken. South Sydney to win. You can do 24 hours with us, Trev. I mean, I can do 24 hours of this. This is easy. We should do that for charity. Yeah, why not? Not right now. Um, <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah, uh, for, char- for charity, not our charity. No, on 20 grand. 20 grand to something. <laughs> so the Violet Shield, actually. 20 grand. Violet oh, Shield. Yeah. We'll, do 20, we'll do two days. 
Do it at Blue Hills. <sighs> Why not? Canberra versus Brisbane. Canberra, uh, Raiders, Broncos. Obviously, TPG's out. TPJ's out. He ran out of service for the Broncos. Um, Raiders, as per program, I believe. And um, this might be a massacre. We This might be the Candy Crush game. Do we need to spend a lot of time on this? No, not really. Canberra, Canberra all day, every day. Ollie? Clap, clap. Yeah, Canberra to win 13-plus. Interesting thing that I brought up before, I'm not sure how the four and against is. I think the Roosters are probably far ahead of Canberra in the four and against. But, you know, if the Storm get a win and Canberra absolutely put Brisbane to the sword, they won't, you know, they, they'll be firming themselves up possibly for a top four finish. As I said before, don't think it'll happen, but that could be playing on the back of Canberra's mind here, saying, well, if we are going to finish top four, we've got to get a couple of really good wins in and... Against the Broncos, obviously, is going to be one of those opportunities. So I think they take it. The interesting thing in that regard is who's going to do it. Is White going to put in a show? Is who's going to put in a show? Georgie Pie? Is it just going to be we'll run them around, smash them, and then our outside backs will just score because they have to? Well, I think you, you just look at Brisbane. I don't think, especially after this week, are going to put up too much of a fight. So it could be any number. That's what I mean. Like we well, it, it could be one of the depends who's coach. If, if Alex Glenn's coach, Brisbane's going to turn up and play, aren't they? Not well, don't they? I <laughs> um, should just give him the coaching job. I will say, and it hasn't happened too much this season to the full extent, but I think we could see if Georgie Pye and Jack White and gel well in this game, I think we could see a game where they, they're just clicking together like that Melbourne game back in round three. Yeah. We could see a repeat of that. Well, that's <laughs> what we need to see, to be honest with you. But they very rarely yeah. play together. That's yeah. That's one thing. Like they, they generally just right side, left side, fucking bullshit, which I hate. But I mean, because like, halves, like that's what halves are for. They're meant to play off each other. They're not meant to play one yeah. side of the field, the mm. other side of the field. But that's a whole different fucking story. And up against Brisbane's a chance to change that around and probably you know shake some things up. Barney? Uh, key matchup is um, is fullback Charns up against Darius. That's a fucking. It's a fader complete. That's a fucking dollar twenty. Um, and then you've got your halves. You got Whiten and Georgie up against Dearden, who is the hope of Brisbane's fucking entire next three to four years. Like he is, he is Brisbane for the next three to four years because yep. they've got nobody else coming through to make. Yeah, you know, Haas does the hard yep. shit up front. Yep. Yeah, uh, but Dearden's the guy that's going to steer that ship for the next three. Mate, the four stuff years. he did, but even and even he the uh, been, he should have been doing it from round. Five, of course, you, you know, like because well, how, they, how they wasn't went from round COVID one, and they were the no, they were fucking. They were, you were you had a win the comp games. after round. No, but two. I mean, their first two. Like, what, yes, you're right. Yes, yes, yes. What I'm saying is, after he was hot two, last year. Everyone had him fucking winning the comp. Yeah, round five is fair. Then. Round okay. four, round five, when the shit hit the fan, they needed to go. All right, Milford, fucking, and Milford went and fucking goosed himself, and he's not in the team, and <laughs> you know, to. To be honest, for Brisbane's development, that's a good thing. Yeah. But for Milford's development, not such a good I thing. I hate shitting on but players, but Croft, <coughs> Croft isn't without a bit of um, a, a bit of ridicule as well. Oh, of I, know, I know it's all, I know it's all going massive. to Milford, but I, I don't get why Brisbane signed him in the first place. They needed a game-controlling half, an experienced half to steer them around the ship. They've really? gone and got someone who played 39 games for Melbourne and was dropped and subsequently released. Melbourne don't get rid of good players. Yeah, that's true. They well, don't. Well, look how many players they got rid of. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, well, the good ones stay, don't they? 
No, I would, to be honest, you know, like... Brady Croft is a good player. Yeah, that, oh, sorry, that's not to say Croft is a bad he, player or something, but it's the wrong situation it. too. Like, like yeah. He's been put into the wrong situation. Yeah, yeah. Like, the now, bloke's a ball-running half. Okay. He always has been. He's been put into Brisbane no, as no. a controlling half. He's not a controlling half. No, he half, is, mate. He is. He's a controlling no. halfback. I'll argue he's with got, you. He's got great game the, management. Till the day I fucking die. <laughs> yes, he can kick a fucking ball. Yes, he has a really good kicking game. Passing game, he's got fucking bubkus. He's got absolutely <laughs> Nothing Whatever happened, in the passing game. What happened from when they went into lockdown? Brisbane just haven't come back with whatever's going on up there. We don't know, but before that, mate, he was steering that ship like real good in those first two rounds. Even when he got injured, oh, the first game he got a pass back. mark. The second game he did fucking awesome. And then the third game I mean, he went missing. I mean, got injured and then... I know it's been a long season, but you look back those first two games. First one was against the Cowboys, who have ended up just about as good as Brisbane. Yeah. And then that second game was against South Sydney, who, even when they came back from COVID, were not looking great lucky at, to at finish that eight. time. So, yeah, um, yeah as I, I shouldn't have said that Melbourne don't get rid of good players because Croft is a good player, but you're getting what, someone... What he said's right, in that if, if, if he had a position there and was... Bellamy would never let him go. Right. Yeah. Well, but if you ever look at it, right? Uh, Bellamy, Bellyache, whatever the fuck you want to call him. <laughs> he wanted a controlling half, right? Jerome That's what he wanted. He's not a controlling half. Yeah, but he let go of fucking Riley Jackson, Brody Croft before he let go of Jerome Hughes. And Jerome Hughes is fucking pulling Melbourne through and winning them games. And he's fucking, running half. He's running half, but he also has a good short kicking game. And he, he's got the same as the other two. As Riley Jackson, Brody Croft, he's got exactly the same. Yeah, like it, they they all play the exactly the same game, and he picked that one out of the other two. The other two have gone on, and they're playing reserve grade for wherever they've gone to. Bellamy to Brisbane. And Bellamy's brought fucking Jerome Hughes back in as his halfback. Brisbane have pretty much got got Croft. This player who's played thirty nine games of first grade was dropped and then released from the Melbourne Storm and said, right, we need a game-controlling half. We're in a, a rut. We're going to bring you to the biggest brand in the NRL with the most fans, with the most criticism in the arguably the mm-hmm. most highly criticised position. Go do a job for us. So that is very unfair. Isn't this Ash Taylor syndrome but less money? Yeah, but Ash Taylor never got dropped at Brisbane. No, no, no. Croft but like, like twice in that one year before yeah, he but got Yeah, but what you're saying is right. Brisbane. My point is you're putting a bloke on a pedestal that potentially yeah, well, he's not... Thing. Ready for? Yeah, but he never got dragged off that pedestal. No, 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 Croft no. did two or three times. Like fucking Bellamy didn't want him. Yeah, he sacked him with six weeks to that go. Was he just said he just went. You're not my six that's anymore. What? You're fucking gone. Okay, so you just said that. Yes, that's and right. then he Seven. turns up at Brisbane. Like yeah, no, but um, he same that with was Riley Jacks. He he sacked Riley Jacks the year before. Yeah. But his point was exactly what he said. It's good, but we're, we're in agreement, so yeah. I'm not crazy. We're arguing. We're arguing the same thing. But Croft could do well in the future, maybe not at Brisbane if he leaves and he has some help to help him develop. You know what? Dean probably is going to need some help as well. But it's not, it, it, good outside Dean as a running half. Yeah. You, you put Dean in charge. Uh, you have Turpin at nine. You have Carrigan there. You have Carrigan playing back row. You Turpin's have Brisbane's biggest upside, apart yes. from Haas. That's what I'm saying. The way Turpin, that Turpin did, directs that yes. forward pack. Yeah, is, can work. It, but they did, it, they did it three games last year and they looked awesome. 
and they came back and they weren't on the table well, at all. Chapman's been injured for most of this year. That's right, that's right. He's come but, back um, two, but both, both were off the table. We had Brody Croft, you had Milford, da 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 Darius. Right. You can get through that. I think there's there's enough there. If you come in, if you're uh, Todd Payton and you come in, you're excited. Well, you could buy I'd be excited. Sorry, if you come in, you should be excited. That fucking Boyd's on, and well, you get nine. You get you get a million bucks there. You get nine fifty there. You get Milford. Get rid of him. But you get two five hundred again, but again, back rowers. But again, again, Boyd. again, and then and Adam Elliott's off the market now. But again, you're now trying to spend three million bucks in a market where there's not three million bucks worth of players. Yeah, we well, have to hold. Take Moses and buy. Just hold a million. Put my buy at half back. There you go. You can have him for 400. But that's like you're coming back there. Or Josh Reynolds. Like that's who's left really on the market. Yeah, there's fuck all left on the market. Luke Brooks. <laughs> I'd give him up for Brady Croft. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we have good. I love, I love these rounds. They're good. <laughs> makes, I love talking footy. I'm sorry. The Knights and Eagles. Did we get results from everybody? Uh, no, I'm going to go Kotrick first try. Papali, man of the match. He's going to destroy that. Um, what's left of that forward pack and 13 plus Raiders. Anything else? 13 uh, plus Raiders. Brisbane by about 50. Brady Croft, man of the match. I think. No, yeah. Brisbane by 50. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Canberra 13 plus, and I'm going to go a Georgie Pie. Georgie Pie. Trev. The pie in the sky. Well, I've already said Canberra was going to win 13 plus. Come on. Man and match. Come on. Papawi. Papa. The Papa. Georgie this is why they call me Big Pop. He's, he's going to just uh, have a little fun. Canberra 13 plus. Man of the match, White. And first try, Chance. Chance? Chance. You couldn't really chance. Oh, man. Uh, he was the only bloke that was having a crack last Yes, week. he was. He's a good, he good player. And he spoke really well. I saw him on Foxy. He spoke really well next day. Anyway, uh, Knights Eagles on the Sunday afternoon. Uh, so, Feedy back. Dan Saifidi back, and by the same token, Eagles lose uh, Fenua Blake. They do get Syrian back, they get Parker back, but um, an uphill and battle. And Thompson back. Um, an uphill battle for me. I think I think last week might have slid a spark under the Knights there. What that means, that might be the best of the rest. If, if, if the halves work and if Ponga does get the space he got against the Tigers, he will put in a show again. Uh, first try Ponga, man match Ponga, 13 plus nights. It might be a show to remember in a similar vein to what you last week. If not, it means Tigers really, really suck and I'll be sad. <laughs> Trev? <laughs> yeah, no, um, this time around I just think... Um, We've kept you awake for a long time. I've been up since 4 a.m. So. I know. So, yeah. look, that's his Maria over there. Look at she's. <laughs> Might as well do four to four. Yeah. Four to four. Go the 24 hours. Why not? <laughs> that's that's it. Uh, we're doing this now. I'm going to find. I need three blokes to come with me for yeah, and talk shit yeah, no, for a day. Sure. Can yeah. talk shit. No, for sure. Well, we're all down for it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we'll make the rules yeah, up. No, later. I'm yeah. going to um, go the Knights in this game. I just think they're going to be good. Dan Safedi's back. He's going to be raring to go. And I reckon like we'll see Jacob, Jacob Safedi uh, go back to what is playing Impact coming off the coming off the bench. Yep. Uh, question for you, Trev, as a coach and as a a, a player in it uh, and whatever it might be, is to use a racing term, is first up – Best or is first is fresh sometimes a trouble? Like is Sai Fidi only red dot and red to go or does he need to run nah, for his belt? Footies, f- first footy, up, footy, first up footy? Not good. 
That's what I mean. That's the. I, I don't think he's in a place. Are we talking about Dan Safedi? Like, yeah, Dan Safedi. Or like uh, oh, last, well, week, uh, last week we saw Morgan. And uh, like, yeah. is there uh, players oh, where you just go, oh, Pappenhausen back? Like, is a week off a good thing or is a week off a bad thing sometimes? Um, or is five weeks off different to one week off? That's what it is. It depends yeah. on the injury. A spell's but, better but than freshen up. But at the same time, though, because. No, the other way around, I think. Yeah, yeah freshen up's been the spell. Yeah. Because there's no reserve grade. Um, being played at the moment. Worst thing for the game at the moment, eh? Yeah, like I, I, I was shocked. If anything, I, they should have kept your Canterbury Cups. And I reckon if if we're in COVID, even talk, just one, even just one. I reckon if we're in COVID, whatever it is, reserve grade. If we're in COVID in years time, there's a reserve grade because it has to be. Oh it yeah, has, but yeah, it has to be. That's right. And I think Volandi's will realise this. But because there's no reserve grade, right? Being Dan Safedi and if I was Adam O'Brien. What would I do him? I'll start him. He's coming back. No, ma- no matter what team. happens, yeah, right? Oh, of course. No, matter. no, no. That, that wasn't a doubt. <laughs> it doesn't matter if he is he ready or not. If he's going to get hurt again, it doesn't matter. It's not going to discriminate if you're a start and, or coming off the bench. No, yeah, exactly. So no, it's more the, the point of view well, of um, New South Wales prop. It's yeah, more the point of view like, of. Um, yeah, he's going to start, but well, is, he, is he starting for 15 minutes? Well, he's starting for half an hour. Oh, he? mate, you want him? You want him to go before you want you want to get good 25. Well, you're starting props need to get 50, 60 minutes. So you want yeah. a good 25, 30 Every minutes week. out of him? Yeah. Oh, he'll, he'll be start up for off. that. He'll be up for that. Two stints of 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, that's what you want out of front row. Ollie. Okay, so I'm going Knights here. However, I would not be surprised if Manly actually won this, um, because you look over the past few weeks. Yes, I would. Newcastle had that big win against the Tigers. However, they've not looked amazing over the past few weeks. So if Manly put in a good... I'm thinking back to that Parramatta game, even without... <laughs> You're fucking... You're fucking disgusting. <laughs> even without... As I hold my nose, even without Tom Travojevic, I think Newcastle are a team, if Manly are up for it, can definitely beat. But I'm going with the Knights here. But I'm going to say 1-12. to 12. Where's Where, Man- What are you holding your nose for, are we? Where's Manly? Yes, sir, it's a little bit. There's, I don't know. It's something. Where's in Manly? How? How? Can I just ask you? This, and I'm being smartest. How? How are Manly going to beat Knights? No Fenua Blake. Where's their points coming from? No Turbo. Like it's. This could be a game where Cher- Cherry hasn't been terrible lately. If he can get up, hasn't been heaven. good. But he's uh, been, if it, it, he needs, he, he's de- he needs to be desperate to keep his spot as Australian halfback. He probably won't, but this is where he needs to hit desperation. <laughs> I, think that's, uh, oh, I think I think Mate, he. Uh, it's often uh, gone. gone. Flake's on a million dollars a year. He doesn't give a fuck. he talks like a choir boy when he's yeah. saying, "Oh, it's really good. We tried really hard. Oh, it's really good. Oh, thanks, Vonnie. Good to see you. Your hair looks good. It's really good." He played a great game tonight. He played really good, Nath. Oh, he's, 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 he's my Australian jumper. I'll watch it for you. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch it for you. Oh, um, no, but with that being said, I'm just so saying... So we're saying now that um, DC is like the biggest cuckold in the entire world? What, now or ever? <laughs> because Nath played really well. He did. No, <laughs> I think he should Have you lost weight, Ronnie? <laughs> no, Cherry might want an offset. Hi, Brandy. Oh, that orange looks good in your hair, Brandy. Oh, thanks. We tried hard to Parabies by 40. Uh, the Titan- actually, no, they beat Parabies. Are the Titans versus Manly again this year? Maybe if Manly lose, he'll say, oh, Jamal Fogarty had a really good game. You know, could be Queensland halfback. I'd love that, That's but it's says. not going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I'm tipping Newcastle, obviously. I'd love it too because we're 50. But I'm just saying pretty serious, Manly- actually, Fogarty. I do. I've got, I've got some raps on Fogarty. Mm. You guys are right. Look, honestly, this year he he would be in the discussion if Cherry Evans wasn't the captain. I think just because of the Queensland, how the Queensland teams have been going, he genuinely would be 
an option. No, nah, Kevin come out of retirement and fucking play. <laughs> well, well Harry's, play, so Harry's so playing nine, so, so it's once Alfie's done, he's nah, Harry's fucked. Harry's gone. Harry's gone. The fucking Tigers broke Fucking Tigers. <laughs> Another super coach casualty from the Reaper. Ah, uh, but yeah, I'm going Newcastle. But I'm just saying, wouldn't be surprised if Manly pulled pulled one out. Yeah, but Newcastle have also got to be off their game as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the same opinion. Um, Manly's do or die this week. Like. They have to win one of the next two before Turbo comes back. And even once Turbo comes back, they need to win three of the next four after yeah. that. Well, so do we know, do we know who, we've, who they've got after Newcastle? No. I do because it's a draw. Find out, but <laughs> so often at the start of the year, the NRL put out a draw. Yeah. And no, it no, tells no, no. you I'm each and every week. Does anyone off the top of their head possibly know who they're no up against? Idea. Well, Adrian's no, about to. No, but I can tell guys. you right now that three quarters of the games that they're going to play, they're a good chance of losing. Uh, they've got Bunnies next week. They've got Storm the week after. They've got... Yeah, that'll do. Doesn't matter. They've got Tigers uh, a week after. They'll win that. Um, match up, match got Bulldogs. Up. Actually, they've got a good run home. Shut your fucking face. Motherfucker. they still got Brisbane as well again, don't they? Have they versed Brisbane this year? Uh, yes, they have. They've got... So next few weeks, they play Titans, Tigers, Bulldogs. Manly and Bunnies. So, that's so a- they could lose this one and it doesn't fucking matter. They, they'll win three of the next four if Turbo comes back. But is Tur- I don't think Turbo's back. I think that's... Round 16. Yeah, optimistic. Look. Are you saying Jake's a liar? I love Jake. (laughs) Second player picked in my super coach. So those three out of four you're talking about, they lose the game against the Titans, right? That's what you're... Yes. 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 Jake came out and said that Tommy's back, all right? So we've got to believe... Well, he's only hope. And doesn't that speak volumes? No, no, he said fucking two weeks he's back. All right, fair enough. Cool. Thanks, Jack. The brother to boy. He also doesn't know which side of the toasty butters, but that's fine. Um, but, yeah, my matchup is the locks. We've got um, Trevojevic up against um, – who's playing lock at Manly? That guy. Trevojevic. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Trevojevic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be sorry, good. Yeah. up against that's Barnett. That's an absolute that. ball terror of a matchup. Um, I love Jake. And the back row as Jake's well. Jake's like a big golden Labrador. The, um, the halves decide the game. I think the – the fact that Green's gone in there, like the way that it just freed up Ponga last week, I can't. You know, like if he if he's just running at holes, he is such a better player than he is trying to set people up on his outside. Like just you just run at that hole and we'll give you the ball if we think it's on. Yeah. Like it's it's just that. It's, I'm envisaging West Tigers told. Craters in the Manly yeah, defence. That wouldn't surprise me and at that's all, my whole to point. be honest. Um, I've got and then when you take Fanua Block out and you put Saifidi uh, in, that's a, a like that in itself is a turnaround. Anyhow. I was thinking, yeah, I, I, I'm tossing up 1 to 12, 13 plus, but I've gone Knights 1 to 12. I think man of the match will be Ponga again, um, just floating around out the back. Green and Pierce, they've both got class when they turn up. He only needs one or two good balls, and there's 12 points. So, uh, first try scorer, I've got um, uh, Tuali, Enari uh, Tuala. Mm-hmm. That's him. Yeah. yeah, on the left hand side with cool. Ponga floating around out there. All right, let's uh, let's take the shit show home with uh, Tigers Dogs on a Sunday afternoon, which I can't wait to watch it somewhere after I watch Daniel Cormier beat DP. <coughs> retire. Oh, you um, reckon Cormier's going to... Nah, Stipe might kill him, I don't know. Mm, anyway. It should be fun. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do a UFC podcast next time. Um, 
Billy Walters out for the year, but uh, Josh Reynolds comes in on the on the bench for him. Jacob Little named first time in twelve months, which um, I suggested Barney to you during the week. Needs happened with the state of their ruck. Uh, Avarello is out for the week. Um, He's had three knees, yeah. Yeah. So um, Not it good. doesn't help the dogs. But uh, go on, Trev. I'll let you sign off here. What do you want to do? I'm going to say the Bulldogs are going to win this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, like they're just uh, they're just a team. Yeah, we know they got the points put on against them last week against Melbourne, but they started off strong, and these. Other type of games that Maguire expects his team to win, but the way they're playing at the moment, I can't see him beating the Bulldogs. Okay. Ollie? I'll go the Tigers here. When you think about it, okay, over the past couple of weeks, crap performances, but before then, we had a bit of expectation for the Tigers. They were affirming possibly for a finals position. Even though I don't think they'll finish in the finals now, they're still a good enough side, and they are a side that should be beating the team who was last on the ladder. So based off of that, I'm going with the Tigers. That is standard analysis, Bun. Yeah, a team that should finish ninth and probably will. Um, I want to tip the dogs. But I'm not going to. Uh, the Tigers were absolutely horrible last week. But I think they've got enough to um, shut down the dogs. Um, dogs have basically their players uh, on the edge on the left-hand side with Fatala Mariner or a barge over under the posts. And I think the Tigers have got that covered. So I think the Tigers 1-12, to man of the match. I think Benji's going to just impose himself on this game. He needs to, actually. Um, if they get a little bit of um, uh, bit of the upside on the in the forward battle, which I'm expecting them to, I think Benji will just start running a mark out the back, and I've got first try scorer and no Faluma. Very good. Um, I like the uh, well. I like, and it's, this is a different first up, but um, an actual hooker back there, Liddell settles things to an extent. Obviously, yeah, so like his Grant, knees hold out. His knees gonna have to hold out there. I think that just settles their record because their record was embarrassing last week. Um, dogs only have twelve points in them, and six of them are Avarillo every week, and Avarillo's not there. So, dogs have got six points in them. If we can't score more than six, then um, those uh, steel rafters at the grey gums may be looking very, very <laughs> inviting. By uh, Is six still Hawkins. playing nine? No, no, uh, Liddell's there. Um, so he's gone back to four. Uh, oh, that's horrible. Uh, and uh, BJ on the other side. I'm going Tommy to allow first try. Um, he's been impressive, actually, Tommy. Yeah, he's, he's, serious he's had enough for not to do. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Luciano's going to have a big game. Uh, the Fords now need to reimpose themselves. They've had the week. They've had apparently all these articles about how much fun they're having at training this week because Madges. So where do the let him crack out the super slide? Where the rest of the forwards aim up. Packer, Packer. Well, Packer tried last week. He just didn't do very well at it. But Packer, um, the front row's fine. LOA will bounce back. Mm-hmm. Twelve still injured. Uh, Luciano, big game on the edge. I think edges there will count for us. Uh, Eisenhuth, I think, thinks 13. Um, defensively fine. Obviously, we're missing 12. Um, oh, he's a worker in 13, yeah. But um, I think those three between them will, will do have enough to control the Bulldogs forwards, and that will mean Benji, as you said. Benji at seven will just be doing – Benji's doing a lot of running lately. I think he's going to get a lot of space, and I think he's going to be like – you need to play the ball. Yeah. And so it'd be, be the Benji show. And if, if there's still any spark in Benji's body, he's got 18 points in him this week. Not directly himself, but we'll set up some. 
Uh, I mentioned, actually, I know you had the tears last week, but I mentioned Adam Dewey because he actually, the last probably month, he's really become a genuine first grade, I'd say genuine top level first grade fullback, but genuine top level first grade footballer. He's a top 10 fullback. Yeah, just numbers and stuff, but I don't, he takes on long kicking now, he takes on a lot of stuff and um, he's he's missing something just yet, but I think he's on the path to being a good Well, Ben's can take the long kicking. Well, Dewey does it. Left foot boot, he does it, a lot of that. Yeah, but, um, Benji can do it. Benji the rest can take of it. Benji does the rest. That's off. right. Yeah. Um, but I think Dewey's um, working very hard and not probably being recognised as maybe he could have been, but we had Corey Thompson for that and obviously... Well, we mentioned the Tigers need a big middle and um, Cheekham was that guy and they were playing him on edges for whatever reason yeah. and now he's injured and, like, you, you just need one. You need well, a Packers, big Packers the guy. body. Like... Yeah, yeah, but Packer's on the money. He's played. He was. That's right. But, but now Packer's being paid to be the guy. I think he's trying to be the guy, yeah. and he's now fourth game in after suspension, injury, and stuff after two years. And Alloway's been your guy. Alloway's tremendous. Alloway's tremendous. Alloway and Twelve uh, outstanding, and in, in the sub coach, he's. But he's uh, as you said, top ten prop, and um, and twelve. Who he brings? Yeah, I know he's. he's in- said he brings, but we spent uh, too much time talking about a shit game, which Tigers should win. Um, but that's our extensive, as always, preview, and Don't we should, as we always do, we'll wrap up. The Tigers lose. I won't be. I'll be angry, but I'll be surprised. Um, should we do our disaster class, Barney? How are you travelling? Yeah, here? Why not? here? Let's do it. It's only you and me tonight, unless Trev's got something. I got something. You got something, Trev? I do. All right. Well, we'll start with Trev. What do you got, Trev? Man, I'm gonna have a multi. Yeah. All right. And I'm gonna throw ten dollars all on this multi. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna have Melbourne. Sivo to score three tries. Melbourne no, to oh, beat yeah. Roosters. Panthers to beat the Warriors. Head. Yeah. Parramatta to beat Saint George. Gold Coast to beat Cronulla. South Sydney to beat North oh. Queensland. Canberra to beat Brisbane, Newcastle to beat Manly. Oh, he's going the whole fucking round. Canberra to beat Bulldogs. Hang on, hang on. I've got Melbourne, Penrith, Parra, Gold Coast, Canberra. Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle. And Canterbury. And on sports bets, paying dogs. just over $80. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking would be. Is that all? Yeah. 80 to 1. Are they all head to head? And it's 80 to 1. In a multi, yeah. Cool. So 800 bucks. Jesus Christ. 80 to 1. Right. What did, oh. I, what did I tip here? Hang on. It's a You've got your lines. Uh, so I've gone, uh, I'm currently 18 bucks up. I'm at Newcastle minus a line seven and a half. Tigers minus a line seven and a half. It's going to be thirty six bucks for ten dollars there. We'll go back and do the wrap. Yeah, hang on. Sorry, Damo is um, out, knocked out this week. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, he was minus thirty last week. His bet didn't get up, so he's minus forty this week. Trev was minus thirty before this weekend. He's gone Melbourne head to head, Penrith head to head, Parramatta, Gold Coast, Canberra. North Queensland and the dogs head to head. Apparently, his term is eighty to one. I reckon it's about twenty four, <laughs> but we'll have a look at that later. That's hey, that's some sports bet. <laughs> that's right. Sports bet, a, a reputable betting company. I reckon you've put them all thirteen plus to get that kind of price. <laughs> but we've got Daggy who's at eighteen dollar profit. He's gone Newcastle seven seven and a half the line and Tigers seven and a half the line to return about thirty six bucks. Yeah, so thirty seven fifty profit. Yeah, Three dollars. Now 70. I can't as a punter I can't 
emphasise this a month. I think Melbourne are the better the weekend at two seventy five. Two seventy five. Oh, not so much. Should have been dollar ninety. Not so much as a moral point of view, but in so much as they are overs. They should have been dollar ninety. And yeah. You're flying so at that if you want to just throw fifty bucks on something yeah. to get overs, this is the bet for me. Uh, so I've but Penner of Souths and Raiders at thirteen plus at six dollars eighty. Slaughters at the quarter. They're just there. Um, very good. Very good, boys. Um, Ollie, thank you for coming off the bench and playing uh, stupendously in the 14. Anytime, boys. Stupendously. Outstanding. I haven't used that word since I was 12. I hope for the sake of demo next week I'm there with you, boys, but I'm on the sidelines having a few drinks while you guys chat a bit of footy. You do, in fact, have a better haircut than him as well, so that's hey, I'm just you know, oh, guys, I think Trev's um, under more pressure than Damo. He's uh, fresh. So. Just so you know, guys, uh, for the next two weeks I, I won't be around. Oh, yeah, scratch. Death stairs. Oh, what what's going on? Oh, mate. Got a cruise. Got things to do. The Royal Princess. People okay, to see. Fine. Oh, well, I might. Well, enjoy your hiatus, so I guess we're going to have to call him in again. The Ruby yeah. Cruise. Enjoy your hiatus on the Ruby Cruise, That's Ruby right. Princess. Uh, Barney Boy, pleasure. Thank you for hosting yeah. us here at um, Hotel Barnyard. I love you a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. If you've made it this far into this podcast after two and a half hours, <laughs> seriously, generally, thank you. If you can't tell, we love talking footy, and that's what we do, and... Um, <laughs> I, I'd like to think we, us and, I'd like to think we yeah. do it well, but currently one of them sleeping on one of our lounges. Well, one of our lounges. One of our lounges is sleeping on the wife. The other one sleeping on the lounge. <laughs> so that's <laughs> there she is. Um, thank you for coming this far. Be got an empire. Wait to our twenty-four hour podcast. We can't wait. We'll have guests coming out of the wazoo. And we're going to do it live. Yeah, I mean, we'll do it live. We're doing Twitch. We'll do Twitch. I reckon. Anyway, that's for another time. Goodbye, everybody. Love thank you for getting this. If you've made this far again, thank you. Thanks, all. Thanks, uh, Hotel Barnyard. I'm going to play some music now and they'll let us get in the car. The heat is cooled down, so she's happy. Yeah. And uh, long live footy, eh? It's been a lot of fun. See you guys. Queensland supporters can come on my